by myself, I jerk off at least twice a day. Wow. Once in the morning, right after I work out, and then once right after lunch. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay? I want to. That's not why I do it. Mm-hmm. I do it because I fucking need to. Think about it. You're dealing with numbers all day long. Mm-hmm. Decimal points, high frequencies, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Fucking digits. <laughs> all very acidic, above the shoulders, mustard shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It kind of can wake some people out. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to feed the geese to keep the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. I keep the rhythm below the belt. Done. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance, split your differential, and tip the fuck over. Or worse yet. I've seen this happen. Implode. No, I don't want to implode, sir. No. no. No, you don't. I'm in it for the long run, you know? Yeah, implosions are ugly. Yeah. Pop off to the bathroom, work one out anytime you can, and when you get really good at it, you'll fucking be stroking it, and you'll be thinking about money. Second key to success in this racket is this little baby right here. It's called cocaine. Right. It will keep you sharp between the ears. It'll also help your fingers dial faster. And guess what? That's good for me. Yes, sir. Revolutions. You follow? Revolutions. Keep the clients on the Ferris wheel. And it goes. The park is open 24-7-365. Every decade, every goddamn century. That's it. Name of the game. How kitty Mmm. Thank you. week on the podcast uh, pump and dump some stocks for stratton oakmont uh, pop some vintage quaaludes and quit your job to work for jordan belfort right now that's right this week we're talking about the wolf of wall street on 100 movies i love 100 movies you love i'm jason martin i'm paul conlon yep and the wolf of wall street uh martin scorsese directed movie uh it opens up with uh the uh, after you get the actual uh, um, production, you know, you know, advertisements for the companies that produce it, and then you get what looks like one, and it's a line, and it turns into that it's a commercial uh, for Stratton Oakmont, which is the name of uh, his his company, his stock company, and uh, Edward Herman, by the way, does the narration on that. Yes, not uh, a real commercial though. No, no, no uh, but based on uh, a classic. Commercial from I think the fifties for the Dreyfus Fund. Oh, a, is it? They had a lion, live lion walking through stockbrokers and stuff like that. Of course, Dreyfus used a lion as a slogan. Oh, okay, okay. And then if if you don't, Edward Herman became a pretty recognizable actor later on, but also for a long time he was the voice on the History Channel for a very long time. He was the History Channel voice, so um, good choice for that. You know, 
Um, and you see uh, uh, Jordan Belfort um, in, in not present day, but, um, you know, later in the story, basically. And uh, you see him uh, dashing in and out of traffic and doing the uh, voiceover. And he's like, no, 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 my Ferrari was white, like Don Johnson in Miami Vice. Yes. Because there's a guy who was driving a Ferrari, but it was the wrong color. Um, and uh, you see a blonde woman uh, going down on him. It's like, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then later on, he says, introduces his wife. Says, yeah, she was the one with my cock in her mouth. So put your dick back in your pants. <laughs> and uh, introducing uh, his uh, his wife, uh, played by Margot Robbie. Um, and uh, it shows him uh, after that. It shows him um, with a uh, with a hooker uh, bent over naked um, with a straw uh, doing coke out of the hooker's ass. Yeah! Wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <coughs> and then soon after that, you see him uh, uh, in a helicopter, and he's uh, he's got his actual pilot there with him, but he's piloting the helicopter, and he's he's a little shaky. Yeah, he's very, very, very uh, drunk and or high, mostly high probably. Um, and the helicopter crashes into the yard in his house, <laughs> and. Uh, he talks about, he brags about all the drugs he does. Um, he says, I take quaaludes 10 to 15 times a day for my back pain. And he does air quotes. He said Adderall to stay focused, Xanax to take the edge off, pot to mellow me out, cocaine to wake me back up again, and morphine because, well, it's awesome. And the way he just casually takes the, right. the goblet. He's got a mimosa probably. With, yeah, goblet with the the arduous mimosa and he drinks part of it and he's talking, he just throws over his shoulder. Right. Right. You hear it crash. In <laughs> yeah. The yard. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's one thing about the helicopter scene. I didn't realize till this rewatch was that it's kind of foreshadowing. Yes. Because the way he described what was going on, you could see he's all messed up this that, and the other, but later on you find out that that's not exactly the way the helicopter scene went. Mm-hmm. And then that is foreshadowing of course for the, the Lamborghini Ferrari scene, yeah, yeah, with the lemons, right, right, right. <laughs> um, and uh, and then he's talking about, uh, you know, my favorite drug. He's like, enough of this shit will make you invincible. I'm not talking about this pointing at cocaine. I'm talking about this money. He unrolls the the two yeah. hundred dollar bill. Right, right. He's like, this, this is the ultimate and drug. And then he crumbles it up as he's talking, walking out, walking out the, the office, throws it in the trash, and the trash is full of crumpled hundred dollar bills. Yeah, yeah. And uh and uh then you go back to you see him uh starting on Wall Street. Uh you see him uh uh, uh kissing his wife goodbye. They're both riding the bus. Played by Kristen Milliati. Yeah. There's been yeah. a number of different things, but a lot of people won't remember her for The Mother. The mother and how I met your mother. She is she is the titular mother. Uh Comedy Bang Bang podcast. Scott loves to, to use the word titular correctly. <laughs> Constantly, not even trying to make any kind of sex joke. Just anytime someone mentions anyone in the title of something, that- right? You mean the titular, you know, babe in the in the movie Babe, you know, whatever. Um, the pig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, he's uh, he's starting on uh, on uh, Wall Street, um, and he's basically a peon there, and he's uh, going to be cold calling people constantly. He's Ponscom. Right, right. He says, you're Ponscom. Is that okay? Yeah, like, you get that? Sure, sure. And he, the guy says, I make $300,000 a year. 
this other guy, he makes a million dollars a year. And, uh, you know, here's narration saying a million dollars. I can only imagine what kind of douchebag that guy must be. And then you see Matthew McConaughey step up and uh, talk to him. And, uh, yeah, McConaughey makes a sale, and they've got the pneumatic tubes there. And uh, <laughs> it's great. They have a little ceremony when they make a big sale, whatever they put in the pneumatic tubes. Um, uh, McConaughey, you know, says lunch, you know, do lunch with me today. So him and uh, Jordan Belfort are going to have lunch. And uh, <clears throat> uh, iconic scene coming up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, because they, they definitely used uh, McConaughey well for his small part in this movie to basically pass on his, uh, his attitude, his uh, advice of how you're supposed to act. Um, <clears throat> they do the lunch where he's pounding on his chest. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he also is saying cocaine hookers, cocaine and hookers, my friend. <laughs> and uh, so do you know the, uh, the trivia behind that scene? I don't think so. No. So apparently, uh, McConaughey. Just start doing that, but that's something he always does. Oh, as warm up, as a warm up for okay, acting, yeah. open his throat up, this that, and the other. Well, DiCaprio didn't know this was going to happen. It just started happening, and if he's watched the movie, he kind of looks to, to the side there. He's looking at Scorsese to see what's going <laughs> oh, on. Really? He's back. Yeah, he, but he does. Just, he does. just filmed the whole thing. Yeah, and of course, uh, they bring that back later on. Yeah, as part of Stratton Oh, yeah, right, right. He does it himself. Yeah, um, and he gets the whole the whole game. Yeah, yeah. Um, he um, and McConaughey is saying, you know, listen, nobody knows what direction a stock is going to go, least of all stockbrokers. Up, down, in, out, who cares, whatever. Yeah. Yes. And I think this whole scene is the essence of not only the movie, but mm-hmm. the truth about Wall Street. Right. It's not, is it going to go up? It's going to go down. Who knows? Who cares? Right. We'll make money every time it happens. Yes. Whether it goes up, we make money. When it goes down, we make money. Oh, yeah. If they buy, we make money. If they sell, we make money. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he uh, he asked Jordan, he's like, uh, Did you, do you jerk off? He's like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, how many times a week? He said, oh, three, four times a week. He said, those are rookie numbers. I do it at least two times a day. You have to, like, in the, basically in this job. He's like, this is not a tip. It's a prescription. To keep calm. Twice a week. Yeah, right after lunch, go knock Twice one out. Twice a day. Twice a day, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's it's necessary. And he said the second key to success, cocaine. Uh, <laughs> and this is, yeah, the humming, pounding on his chest thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, that whole scene was great to, you know, impart his attitude, uh, his advice on him. Um, and then you find out that uh, Jordan is there working uh, when Black Monday happens. And I remember... I remember Black Monday, October nineteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it's you know, at the time, I mean, a lot of crazy big things have happened since then. But at the time, it seemed like an enormous deal. <clears throat> you know, know I, I was in high school, but you know, I don't fully remember everything mm-hmm. with all the panic, whatever. But I do remember think remember everyone worried that it's going to mm-hmm. be the same as the twenty-nine crash, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Right. It was a big giant drop. Right, but things kept right. Chugging they along. thought it was going to be a depression, and again. since then, yeah, there have been a number of big giant drops. Yes. but things just continued chugging along. That yeah. er, that early one in twenty nine mm-hmm. was the, the first big one. Right, it was surprising. People lost their shit over it. Yeah, and that caused the great panic. Yes, later on, okay, we've seen it before. No, not as much panic. Yeah. 
True. Which is basically, as time goes by, it'll be less and less panic. I mean, I think recently there was a thousand point drop. I don't think it's kept going on. Right, right. Yeah. It, it, I remember when it happened, you know, I mean, I was 16 or something. I was like, people were thinking, man, this is going to be like, this is going to be almost like the Great Depression. Like, you know, I mean, the world or when people right. work, this and uh, a little bit of that. No, not so very much. little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A small depression. Yeah, and, and they've got a, uh, a series on Showtime called Black Monday, comedy series with uh, Don Cheadle, Regina King, Andrew Rannells, Paul Shear. Was it about? Yes, Black Monday. It's fucking great. It is really, it's about as filthy as this this movie is. It's just about, it's very, very funny. And uh, comedy about, a you know, stockbrokers going through Black Monday. It's great. I really highly recommend. There's been two seasons so far on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, two seasons. How many? How many days can they actually go through Black Monday? Well, <laughs> things happen in season two. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's it's a great show. Um, and uh, so he loses his job, and you know he basically has to make his wife realize, you know, like, you know, nobody's hiring stockbrokers, which I imagine was true because, you know, you're going to keep the people if you're keeping anyone to keep the people that have been there a long time. Yeah, and brand new guys got no chance of sticking right. around. So, so what he meant really meant was new stockbrokers are really getting hired. Right. <clears throat> However, she sees in the paper, hey, here's someone. Yeah. They're hiring stockbrokers. Right. He's like, in Long Island? You know? Although she'd have a really good line there just before that was like, uh, you can't be a stock boy. You're a stockbroker. Mm. <clears throat> right. Because he's going to work at a you know, work grocery store or something. Grocery store. Whiz City. Oh, yeah. The Whiz. Whiz City. Yeah. Yeah. The Whiz. Nobody beats the Whiz. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um <coughs> So he gets to this place in Long Island, and it's a it's a rundown place. It's in a little strip mall, and uh, dim lighting, and a bunch of guys just casually dressed. And yeah, it was kind of like investment directs or something like that. Except when he's walking in above it, it says like Mancuso uh, Financial Services, oh, yeah. or something like that. Right. And apparently, Mancuso is like the uh, one of the uh, behind the scene crews, one of the guys mm-hmm. who's worked on a number of Scorsese movies. Oh, really? So. Oh, okay, um, and. Uh, you know, he gets there, and uh, Spike Jones is uh, is in charge of this place, uh, we, who we saw in uh, Three Kings. Yes, uh, the director, but he was an actor in Three Kings. The, the first of three directors in this movie. Uh, hmm. Well, you you're having a blank. Yeah, I am. Mighty Max, played by the great Rob Reiner. Oh yeah, of course. And then course. John Favreau, who kickstarted oh, not that. only the uh, MCU but now Star Wars. I knew TV. that. I knew that. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I knew that, I but, I, you but I didn't that. think about it being three different directors, three, three big directors actually, with yeah. make very good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's other director connections here. Rance Howard's in the movie later on. You know, we were just talking yeah, about Rance we Howard, yeah, about and him. you you couldn't picture him. I'm like, yeah, and now I see him everywhere. Right, right. He's he was in, he even has a line in this about yeah, I yeah, am. My son is a pretty good guy. He's kind of a dork though. <laughs> right, 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 right. And uh, yeah, and well. I'm sorry, not this movie, but the next movie we're doing, Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah, the next movie we'll be talking about will be another movie. All right, okay, we're talking with about with Rance Howard. We're talking yeah, about, uh, that's true. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, um, and uh, Jordan is asking him uh, who, who buys these stocks. He's like, well, you know, mostly smucks, honestly, but <laughs> but you know, penny stocks. Um, but you know. You know, there's seven cents each or whatever. Like, yeah, but their commission is fifty percent. Like, yeah, when he gets to that point, he's like, so if I sell 
$5,000 worth of this mm -hmm. penny stock, I get 50% of right. the, of that. Right. Yep. He goes, if you sell X amount of money, come here, what the number was. Right. I'll blow you right now. Right, right. And I hope that that happens. And I hope that that happens. <laughs> Which is also a little foreshadowing because that kind of attitude right. is also picked up by Belfort. He picks up yeah. a lot of attitudes from various uh -huh. people he meets <clears throat> in the business. And he takes it 10 steps further. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does. Um and then, uh, you know, he has starts, you know, he's having success there. And, uh, you he, know, he has a cold call. Right. And as he's doing his Wall Street spiel, mm -hmm. the, these little guys around him kind of listening to him. And they're like, what's he saying? How are you saying that? You can say that to somebody. Yeah. No yeah. one's saying anything, but their attitude and their look are all right. just like that. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're all like looking at him. You can see he's, he's being successful. And then uh, he's, he's driving a pretty nice car now. <clears throat> and he goes to eat at a diner. Yes. And uh, that's where we run into uh, Donnie. Donnie, played by Jonah Hill. Um, you know, he walks up to him while he's eating. And he's like, is that your car on the lot? So I think we live in the same building. You, you probably see me around two kids, ugly wife. <laughs> you're, you're on 12th floor. I'm on 4th floor. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you must be do doing pretty good. Uh, you know, how much money do you make? He's like... Uh, like last month, uh, I don't know, 70. Well, actually, he's like, actually, Donnie 70. said, How much money did you make last year? And he goes, uh, I made like 70,000 last month. Right, right, goes, right. Uh, what? He yeah. Said, you what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's look, you showed me a pay stub where you made 70,000 a month. Right. I will quit my job mm -hmm. and work for you. Yes, and yes. And then a quick cut to him pulling a stub, right? The briefcase, yeah. handing it over. And then a quick cut to Donnie on the phone. Hey, 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 Brad, yeah. I quit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so great. And then a yeah, voiceover, yeah. and he really quit his job. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, it's so great. Yeah, I quit, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was great. That's funny, because uh, right after this is the scene where he's talking about rumors of him marrying his cousin. Mm -hmm. And Donnie kind of played it up and down for last. I never quite got, and I never did the research. Uh -huh. Did he marry his cousin? Or I think all, so. But, uh, I mean, the way he talked about it, like, like he was completely there. But if he was selling a story, mm -hmm. um, I bought it. Yeah, I think he. I think he did. He's like he said. Uh, you know, when Jordan asked him about it, he's like, "There's been some. I've heard some things uh, about. You know, maybe you, you married your cousin." And he's like, "You know, she. Well, you know, she grew up hot, and it's like I'm not going to let anybody else fuck my cousin." <laughs> and then and he also becomes like, "He's not really that close to cousin." I mean, like. Her dad was was my mother's brother. Right. My right. best first cousin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You thought he was going to paint a picture of uh, them. Of a, like step, distance. Step this, step that. Right, right. Buried right. in, blah, blah, blah. No. No. Not. No, like really close. Like almost like brother and sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great because, you, you know, you expect them to whitewash it, make it sound better. But he the didn't. thing is, uh, he was... Complaining about the movie about how ugly she is, but we see her. Right, she is not. No, she's not. She's good looking. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, and but I uh, think just the way he talks. Another reason why I wonder about the whole cousin thing. Maybe he just make that up to uh, explain how they got together. Uh, why is that beautiful woman with him? Oh, really? Huh. I don't know. You know, always, always tell a story. You know. Yeah. Got to be some kind of story. So how about I make up the story so that you're like not thinking about what the real story is. No. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he blackmailed her or something. <laughs> um, or maybe he's just a nice, sweet guy with a big dick. 
Yeah. Well, we saw his dick, so. <laughs> Several times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and Jordan asked him, like, but, you know, isn't there a chance of, you know, you know, something wrong with the, the baby, you know, like, and he's like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a 60, 65% chance. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jordan asked him, what would you, what would you do if something like that happens? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd drive it out to the country and let it out of the car and say, you're free now. And <laughs> he's like, no, no, we would take it to a facility. And yeah, no, I was just kidding. I was just joking. Yeah, we take it to a facility. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's another thing. I'm like, is he telling the truth or is he just putting him on even more? Right. That's the way I would do it. I mean, oh, no, 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 I was just kidding. Yeah, we take it to a facility. I would literally like, talk exactly like that. Right, right. <laughs> and the next thing, uh, um, Donnie uh, it's like, I got a surprise for you. And you see him going like out back, and uh, is it a phone booth or something? You know what? It's it's like a, it's like it's like, no, it's like some kind of back room right off the street. It might have been like a garbage holding place or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, or maybe like a mud room because they're in the northeast somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the um, it was dry. You know, they're, they're like, yeah, I got a surprise for you. He pulls out a crack pipe, and he's like, it's like smoke some crap coffee. And he just, you know, it's great. Jordan's like, yeah, okay. So they just smoking crack and just making, you know, Jordan more and more, you know, uh, aiming toward that. And we'll be back right after this. Yes? Nope. You've reached Frank's best auto body. We're closed right now, so please leave us a message. Hello, my name's Jordan Belfort. Uh, my partner and I are very interested in renting out your garage. Donnie and I were going out on our own. And the first thing we needed was brokers, guys with sales experience. So I recruited some of my hometown boys. Sea Otter, who sold meat and weed. Chester, who sold tires and weed. And Robbie, who sold anything he could get his hands on, mostly weed. This is Brad, and Brad's the guy I really wanted. He didn't go along with us. He was already making so much money selling Quaaludes, he'd become the Quaalude king of Bayside. Getting pussy with that thing or what? Yeah, man, of course. Let's bring some of them chicks around here sometime, huh? Let them watch. Let them watch. Hey, Zip! Tell your sister I was asking about it. Would you bring me a pair of her panties next time you come through? Yeah, man, she said they don't want to talk to you anymore, man. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, Ma, we got chicken or what? Ma! You listening? It's easier than you think. Every person you're on the phone with, they want to get rich, and they want to get rich quickly. They all want something for nothing. There was this one time that I was selling pot to this Amish dude. You know those guys who got, like, the beard with, like, no yeah, mustache yeah, yeah. or some bullshit? Well, he says that he only wants to make furniture. I don't What's understand. What's he got to do with anything? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not putting words in your mouth or nothing, but you just said that everybody wants to get rich. Holy fuck, you did just yeah, say you that. you just say that. What, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I'm like Buddhists. They don't give a shit about money. They're wrapped in sheets. They're not buying well, shit. I'm not, yeah, I'm not talking about Buddhists or Amish. I'm, I'm talking about normal people, working class, everyday people. Everyone wants to get rich. Am I crazy? There's no such, there's no such thing as Amish, Buddhists. I'm pretty fucking sure. No, I didn't. Hey, come here. Do you guys not want to make money? I want to make some fucking money. Okay, I could sell anything. Should I could sell lose to a convent full of nuns to get them some money? There you go. That's the attitude. You could sell anything. Sell me this fucking pen right here. You could sell anything. Sell that. Go ahead. Sell me that pen. Can I finish eating first? I need today. Brad, so I'm done. Boom. Sell me that pen. Watch. Go on. Let me sell this fucking pen. 
That's my boy right there. This guy. Fucking right. sell anything. Why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you name down that napkin for me? I don't have a pen. Exactly. Supply and demand. You know what I'm saying? Shit. He's creating urgency. Oh getting to want to buy the stuff. Yes. It's something that they need. You know, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. All nuns are lesbians. What the fuck are you talking about, yeah, Otter? Think about it. They can't keep a dude, so they're gonna start fucking. <laughs> <running. laughs> Look, I knew these guys weren't like Harvard MBAs. Robbie Feinberg, the pinhead, took five years to finish high school. Alden Kupferberg, the sea otter, didn't even graduate. Chester Ming, the depraved Chinaman, thought jujitsu was in Israel. Smartest of the bunch was Nicky Koskoff. He actually went to law school. I called him Rugrat because of his piece of shit hairpiece. Still, give them to me young, hungry, and stupid, and in no time, I'll make them rich. So, uh, yeah, so they're smoking crack, and that gets, uh, you know, pushes Jordan more and more <clears throat> toward his uh, habit of doing all kind of drugs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, he takes a hit and like instantly becomes happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I was reading up that every time Jordan or one of the other characters does drugs, they did a couple of different things. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll change the, the lens, the mm -hmm. angle of the camera. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> many of the scenes right afterwards mm -hmm. are a little disjointed, not quite continuity flowing mm -hmm. just to give you the sense of what it was like to, Go, go up and down on the drugs oh, okay. for, the view, for the viewer. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, you see them. Uh, this is where they're at the restaurant where you meet some of the other main guys uh, that work, work for him. Uh, he's introduced them. Uh, sea Otter, Chester, uh, Robbie, Brad, played by John Bernthal. I did not remember him being in this movie. Really? I first yeah. remember him from Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. And then The Punisher. Mm -hmm. And then I see him in like everything. Yeah. Like, wow, he's just popped up everywhere. <clears throat> uh, he was in Baby Driver, wasn't he? Yes. Um, One of the main crux of Baby yes. Driver. Yeah. <clears throat> but now as we're getting deeper into movies, I'm looking further and further back. Yeah. He's been around a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. Than I realized it was yeah. him. Uh, and he's one of those guys that I really like, like mm -hmm. what he does. So when I see him in an older, older movie, whatever, I'm like, wow, he's been around a lot longer. Yeah. How do I not recognize him when he popped up? Yeah, yeah. And no, I can't not recognize. Yeah, and and my whole top 100 list, I think there's only two movies on the whole list that were done in the last decade and he was in both of them. Baby Driver and this. Yeah. So I didn't like him on Walking Dead cuz he was such a prick, but he's apparently he picks good movies apparently. <laughs> I, I liked him on Walking Dead because he was a prick. I yeah. expected more explosive fallout. Although his ending was not the best right. for anyone. Right, right. Um, I really thought that was going to be a little more melodramatic mm -hmm. overall. Um, but the same thing with the, some of the other characters. They seemed mm -hmm. to build up this melodramatic thing that didn't happen and it fizzled away. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that's another TV show. So yeah. Back to, walk, yeah, yeah. back to the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, well, now, uh, some of the characters here, Chester, who's Chester Ming. That's the Asian guy in the group. Um, Troy does such a good job with this guy. Yeah, apparently put on like forty pounds. But, but yeah, I was gonna say yeah. he's usually he's usually yeah. a lot thinner, right? Um, and then Robbie is uh, is the uh, uh, what they call him with the uh, the rug. Um, oh, uh, well, rug rat. Rug rat. Yes. Yeah. And then Sea Otter is uh, played by. Um, yeah, I can't think of his name. He's got a Polish last name, uh, but he um, he has a show on Adult Swim called uh, "Your Pretty Face Is Going to Hell." <laughs> and it's, it's a pretty, it's live action, but it's very surreal. It's literally about, you know, he's literally in hell. 
and uh, having to deal with his boss and having to like whatever dig henry henry zabrowski yeah henry zabrowski uh, i did notice him in this movie yeah i didn't notice him before ethan suckley i, re- I remember yeah. from being in the movie yeah yeah uh from my my name is earl, my name is earl mm-hmm. and other things <clears throat> but i really noticed henry mm-hmm. uh, who played uh, alden mm-hmm. uh, i had to look him up yeah uh to who he was i'm like what else has he done mm-hmm. he's got a he's done some of them podcasts out there as well like, oh really yeah uh, so He's, he's a, he's a, a lot of things on his own. Yeah, he's a he's a good stamp comedian too. Yeah. Um yeah, he's really good. But you're it's called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. That's it's a good adult swim show. Very bizarre. Um but you meet the whole group there, and this is where he says, uh, he sell me the pen. Sell yes. me this pen. And then Chester is like, you know, kind of hungry. Can I finish eating? Yeah. And that's where uh Brad, John Bernthal, you know. Takes the pen. Let me have the pen here. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. When you write your name on the napkin, you want to have a pen. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. the man. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, but that's that's a pretty uh, pretty fun little scene. And of course, it comes back later for sure. Come back later. Yeah. Um, and this is where he creates the name Stratton Oakmont. He basically just picks something that sounds. Well, uh, actually, <clears throat> just before this, his wife complains. Look, you're. You saw me all this junk to all these oh, right, Joes. Right. Don't you feel bad about taking the money when they really need it? Can't you do the same thing with the rich people? And he's the voiceover is rich people won't buy this stuff because they're not stupid. Right. Yeah. But it gives them an idea. Maybe there is a way I can do it. Because right. Right. It's not that they're not stupid, but they're greedy. Yes. They want the money as much as I do. Yes. And uh, he figures out a way to do it. And one is create Stratton Oakmont. A, right, a name, a brand name that right. I can trust that's been around forever that has hasn't been around right. forever. Right. And, and he's going to sell them blue chip stocks to begin with. Mm-hmm. Once he gets them in the door, mm-hmm. he's going to pitch them the penny stock, whatever, make all the money, mm-hmm. and walk out away. Yeah, yeah, and he's, you know, he's showing all the other guys basically uh, how to how to sell like he does, exactly the way he, he does. He it. writes a script and says everyone's going to follow the script right. word for word. Yeah, and you're gonna make money, right? And he said each we hear each one of them saying, "I'm what is it, executive vice exactly. president, Stratton Oakmont." Here in sync, one time, two of them at the same time are saying, "Next year, I want to be the best salesman on the floor." Right, right, yeah, yeah. right. And he, you know, yeah, like I said, the blue chip stocks he's mentioning, they're mentioning the stuff like Disney or yes. Kodak. Uh, you know, I, you know, and I like else. the fact that when they're in the scene, as they're going through the, the spiel, and everyone's saying their part. As they're going around the group, you can see the group getting bigger and bigger. Yes. The office getting bigger yeah. and better it's to show you the passage of time. Also, mm-hmm. that the script kept being used over and over and over mm-hmm. for all this period of time and was making everybody money. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> you start to see uh, one of the first really crazy things here of uh, um, kind of hedonism where uh, they they uh, they paid the one girl uh to shave her head, ten thousand. It's like, but that's okay. She promised to use the money for breast implants. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I forgot to mention the very beginning. The opening is where they you have the dwarf tossing. Yes, and that's how the movie opens: the dwarf tossing. It, it, like, it, I think he goes right up to the dwarf being tossed right into the face of the camera, freeze, right. and he goes, "But wait, let me back up to restaurant." Yes, yes. Um, and then uh, when the girl gets her head shaved, then you have the marching band come in. Uh, partially naked marching band. right right they're all in their underwear um you got major rich you got gymnasts you got strippers and then uh the waiters come out champagne mm-hmm. and i believe just before this he goes on the microphone to everyone there 
okay, it's time for a weekly debauchery or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and we're going to do this, this, and this. And they're just going to do whatever they can do. Mm-hmm. Do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and uh, in this, right in this area is where you uh, see uh, at the office of Patrick Denham, FBI agent. Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Yes. Great Kyle Chandler. Very stoic character. Right. He plays it super right. straight. Right. He's perfect for FBI guy. Here. Yeah, in fact, uh, he's one of the best uh, uh, FBI guys I've seen in a movie in a long time. Just, mm-hmm. I believe it. Even yeah. though I know who he is. Yeah. I've seen yeah. Friday Night Lights. I've seen all these shows yeah. he's in. I like the guy that I bought him. I love Friday Night Lights. And uh, did you ever watch Bloodline, the Netflix original show? I uh, didn't see that. There, he, he was in some uh, other show on CBS where he was. Uh, was that early edition? Early edition. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, but the, the newspaper yeah. the, for the yeah. day before, have a chance to, or for the next day, and have a chance to change something. Yeah. Like, that was really odd. But uh, yeah. Interesting. Bloodline was uh, <clears throat> Sissy Spacek was in it, Linda Carlini. Uh, I can't remember the guy from the Star Wars movies now. I can't remember his. I can see his face. But anyway, the tagline of the, of the show was we're not. We're not bad people, but we did a bad thing. <laughs> oh, was this someone with the family? Yeah. That and, and they the were keys. All, okay. okay. Yeah. I do kind of remember that. I never saw it. It's good. Very good. Um, put on my list. Yeah, it's very good. Um, and, uh, you know, you see the Forbes article comes out and Jordan doesn't like it, uh, making him sound like, you know, he's cheating people or something. And the, that's where the, the FBI, trip. right. That's where the <clears throat> FBI gets takes notice. And Jordan doesn't like it, but. You know, then everyone wants to work there. You sh- you see, you see, uh, you know, the next Monday or whatever, you see like dozens of guys in suits. Yeah, um, lined up to get the, to get the money. Right, right. Um, and next is where we meet Mad Max, uh, who plays his father, Jordan's father, uh, played by Rob Reiner. Talk about his temper. He's watching The Equalizer on TV, and he's talking about oh, he's calm, but then the phone rings, and he's pissed off. And somehow, when he's on the phone, he's got a British accent now. Uh, played by the great Rob Reiner. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love his part in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I see him act, he's just so effortless. Mm-hmm. He's just so good at telling the story. Yeah, he is. Behind the camera, in front of the camera. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he says something later on. I don't exactly what it is. Hopefully, when we get to it, I'll remember what it was. But mm-hmm. it's another one of those, this is what the movie's all about, lines. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you see uh, Jordan and Donnie and uh, I think Rugrat, maybe someone else. They're they're talking about they're talking about dwarves. Like they're basically. talking about the dwarf crossing. They're already coming up, and they're talking about what they can do with the dwarf right. and what they can't do, what they're allowed right. to do, what they're not allowed. And apparently, Rugrat's reading off of uh, a contract. Right. Like, oh, hey, we can do this. <laughs> right. 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 We can do this. He's like, uh, and Donnie's and Donnie, saying it. It. Call them, him it. It's. It's. Yes. Oh. It. You can't make contact with it. Don't, um, look at, don't look it in the eyes. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Just look yeah. at its chin. It looks like you're looking at his eyes, right. but you're not it's looking not. at its chin. Right. And Roger goes, like, you're doing with me right now? He goes, yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're top heavy, like a lawn dart, you know, which makes them great to throw. Aerodynamic. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, can we bowl with him? He's like, and then they're looking, no, no, we can't. He's like, oh, it says here, this guy will show his cock. Because earlier there's like, can we? Like I got him show the cock and the girl spondle him. It's like no, no, oh no, that's his brother. We can he'll show his cock. And no, no, his brother's the one that they bowl with. They strap him to right, a, right, strap right. him to a right. skateboard and roll him down the lane. Right, and Donnie says either way, I want someone waiting with a tranquilizer gun. Uh, these things get together and gossip. You these know, things get together. <laughs> and then he says, "One of us," and they're all going, "One of us." Google gobble, one of us. <laughs> 
So uh, uh, apparently, so much of this movie was improvised. Yeah. And Scorsese, although he had the script, it was written. He wanted everyone to just go wild and do whatever and just film it all and then cut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, much later on in the movie, we get to the uh, the interview deposition with the FBI. Mm-hmm. And apparently at those, everyone was told, look, you can say whatever you want, but two things. One, never admit to anything. Mm-hmm. Never say you did anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't you have to say anything, but if you say anything, if you speak, right. you can't admit to having right. done anything. And apparently some of the interviews are 20 or 30 minutes long and they were hilarious because they, these actors are just making up shit. About right, what right. They would or yeah. Cause would. all they hear him saying is uh, that never happened. No, I don't know. I don't recall. And then and Troy was eating right. the whole time. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right, right. That's later on. Yeah. But uh, yeah. apparently so much of this was uh, just made up on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that these characters, these actors really mm-hmm. knew their characters enough to just dive in all yeah. over the place. Oh yeah. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Um, then you have Mad Max coming in, uh, basically to rain, try to rein in some of the spending. And, uh, they're talking about EJ entertainment, which is basically a, a hooker. Why not BJ? Entertainment? Right. Exactly. It's some kind of company that uh, provides hookers to him. And he says, what kind of a hooker takes credit cards? And they say rich ones, you know, yeah. <laughs> and this is Donnie's got a thing where he's like messing with Max, like, like saying stuff he knew that'll make him even angrier. You know, I wrestle. This is a do TNA. Yeah. Teeny, teeny, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and then here Jordan uh, explains, uh, talks about Quaaludes, talks about the... Quaaludes. Uh, the, yeah. He's like uh, invented in 1982 by a doctor in Pakistan. He says dot, not feather. Um, he's like, but in, well, not invented in the 50s, but 1982 is when the government schedule won them. It's like, you can't even buy them anymore. It's like, sorry, you people are shit out of luck. Um but yeah, they were invented, I think, since 1951 again. Basically, he says that they're for, they're a sleep aid, but if basically if you can resist the urge to fall asleep for 15 minutes, you get one hell of a high. So, um, and uh, <laughs> this is where they're having a party. Jordan's having a party in the South. His wife's there, all his coworkers. And this is where we meet uh, uh, Marge, Margot Robbie's character, um, the Duchess of Bay Ridge, the Duchess of Bay Ridge, which is the nickname he gives. Talks about her being from Bay Ridge, and uh, and one of the guys looks at her and says, "I will let that. I will let that girl give me AIDS." <laughs> Naomi is her name, and uh, and uh, this is where uh, Jordan's talking to her and whatever, and her boyfriend is there, and uh, all of a sudden, you, and Donnie's wife is there too, and you see Donnie saying the word, "He's, he's high as hell." Perfect, perfect. And he's masturbating he's, over there. Right, the he's way. jerking right. off. He he didn't take his pants down. It's just out of his zipper. And he's jerking off, looking at her, saying perfect. And then his wife sees it and goes after him and is like, beats him up. Yeah. Uh, and that there's a. I remember watching the Oscars the next year, and uh, I think Ellen was hosting it, and she was talking about, uh, you know, because this is the first. Uh, role that Jonah Hill really got notoriety for, like serious notoriety for. And and Ellen was like, Jonah, you really you really showed us something this year. <laughs> you know he uh, he took scale for this movie. Really? Some two things. When he took scale for the movie mm-hmm. apparently it was sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas DiCaprio as one of the producers got twenty five percent of the production cost. Right. Twenty five million dollars. Yeah. Hundred million dollar production cost. Mm-hmm. Um 
a lot of studios did not want to make the movie because of all the sex and drugs. Yeah, yeah. So Scorsese and DiCaprio financed it and produced it themselves and then took it to a studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, their partners, the Red Granite, mm-hmm. uh, Aziz, Aziz, I can't remember. Uh, and the other guy, anyway, they uh, they put together a lot of other financing, including some of the shadiest financing really? that were made for a movie, apparently. Okay. Um, it was, uh, <laughs> but, but they got the movie made. And yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, Scorsese and the editor um, were editing in her apartment mm-hmm. you know, in New York, and they cut it down so that at the very least they would not get the NC-17. Right? Yeah. But apparently there are some more robust cuts out there for other countries and some, um, some, uh, some, uh, more tame cuts for other countries. Yeah. And okay. there are a large number of countries where the movie was banned and still. Banned. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can believe that for sure. Um, the, uh, and, uh, he takes, uh, Naomi home or, well, he goes to drop her off and he was like, I gotta, how can I get to go up? I gotta fuck this girl. How can I get to go up? And she says, You wanna come, from, come up for tea or something? And uh, well, this is uh, after the dinner date. Mm-hmm. And at the dinner date, oh, right. he says, Well, I wanna be your friend. Can't we just be friends? And she looks at him and he goes, We're not gonna be friends. Right, right. Which is a great line. Yes. Because yeah. she already knows what's gonna what's going on. Yeah. And he knows what he's what's going on, but they're not talking about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, how do I get up to her apartment? How do I convince her to let yeah. me in? She's Want to come up with some tea or something? Yeah. And he goes, hot tea? She goes, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Goes, oh, I want hot tea. Yeah. When they get up there, he's like, she's like, hey, why don't you light a fire? I'll be right out. And he he has, he, it's he, clearly he has no idea how to start a fire. Weird, yeah. Plus, plus uh, he's dropping clues left and right. And uh, he's hoping something's going to happen. Right. And then he turns around and she's naked as hell. Yeah, exactly. Completely naked, except huh? she's wearing like a she's, mink. She's wearing, I think, uh, she's wearing stockings and high heels. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what she keeps on. Right. If you notice the next scene with her. Yes. When they're having sex. You can just see her legs and the stockings are still there and the high heels are still there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he goes, and I was the greatest love making my life for all of 11 look, seconds. Yeah, I fucked her brain, goddamn brains out for 11 seconds. <laughs> And she says, "Did you just come?" He, he's he's like, "Yeah." Did you? No. <laughs> he's like, "That's all right. I'm I'm still hard. I'll go. I'll go again." So they go back at it again. <laughs> um, and uh, next, uh, he's in the limo with her, and his wife catches him uh, in the limo with her. And oh, uh, she opens the door of the limo when it stops, mm-hmm. and there he is doing blow off her tits. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh my god. And she yeah. ganks him out and slams the door on her. <laughs> and a little discontinuity right here, I noticed. The very next scene is the two of them in front of the building, and a little should be right there, but mm-hmm. there's no there's no car in front of them. Okay. But then they cut to a, the other opposite angle and the limo's driving away. So it's a little bit oh, okay. a little bit disjointed. I, I noticed it because usually Scorsese has a lot of stuff down, a little bit disjointed mm-hmm. there. But then again, mm-hmm. um Drugs, drugs with her ball. So who knows? What yeah, yeah, going on. yeah. Um, and uh, basically, uh, his wife asks him, you know, I think, do you love me anymore or something? Yeah. He doesn't even answer. He doesn't, and do you love her? And he's like, he's so high on drugs, he can't answer right a lie, right, or the truth. I don't think he really knows, right. But I think what he really knows is he'd rather be banging her than banging her. Oh yeah, yeah. Or probably he'd rather be banging both, but he. He's realizing now that he's he's gone. He can't. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, so we realized that his his marriage ended, and he's going to be with Naomi now. Yeah, so. got a divorce. Yeah, move <laughs> Naomi in. Yeah, and he says, uh, and Naomi, she has style. She even hired a gay butler, which was great, except for that one time. And you see her walk in with her shopping bags, and uh, there's a gay orgy going on. <laughs> the guy, the butler's blowing some guy on his knees. He's like, "Is it Wednesday already?" <laughs> That's so great. Is a Wednesday already, and there's plenty of nudity. I mean, the front front nudity too. You know, uh, nudity, swinging dicks, yeah, tits everywhere, yeah, asses, <laughs> um, and drugs around every corner. Right. Yeah. Uh, excess on everything. Yes. Yeah. And they wanted to show it. And they showed it everything they could. Yeah. And uh, and they said everything they could. Oh yeah. The movie had the highest count for the word fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The highest count for swear words for the longest time. I think it was maybe seven years before another movie passed it by. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but with the Butler thing, you know, basically they, uh, they got him in there with his coworkers to uh, interrogate him. Yeah. Because somebody had stolen money. Yes. Which was a trivial amount of money to him. You know, it was like $50,000. But also found some jewelry. Yeah. And this and the other. Yeah. And then they're just trying to talk him into saying, you know, maybe some guy named Rudy that he knew might have yeah. done it. And it's clear that either he knows and didn't want to say, or he didn't really know, and he, but he didn't want to incriminate someone else. Yeah. And then uh, it's Donnie, wasn't it? Right, right. Yeah. So he's like, I saw you at the Lollipop Club. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That's uh, That was later on. Yeah. It wasn't him. No, no. Was it Donnie that gets up and smacks him or was it Birdrat? I can't remember. One of them does. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly he just gets up, walks off the room, and just beats on him. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> but now this is where the butler is like, you know, I saw, you know, he accused Donnie. He's like, I saw him at the lollipop club. Oh, so apparently Donnie was going to a gay club, but you, oh, know, you know what? It. Yeah. But it was, it was Troy. It was the Asian guy. That oh, got yeah. Up and he just starts beating on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Donnie's like, oh, I like to dance. I might have been a some club dance and I was high. I don't know. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, add to this, we have uh, Jordan explain what a rat hole is. And a rat hole is a friend that I make money through, like Brad. And, uh, you know, Brad's, a, they're all drug dealers, too, basically, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's basically a way to launder money, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Everything um, runs through the other person's name. Mm -hmm. And the other person does all the transactions. And mm -hmm. then Jordan gets the kickback. Hmm. Okay. Um. And uh, next we meet, uh, they hired uh, John Favreau who plays, uh, they have like a high-powered lawyer. Yeah, basically to try to keep him from getting in trouble kind yeah, of thing. Yes, SEC. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we have him in there talking, uh, try to give him advice. and everything. Director number three now, Spike Jones, yeah. Kyle Reiner, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, next we uh, he proposes Naomi. Um and uh, there's a bachelor party on the plane, orgy, orgy on the plane. People, everyone's naked, cocaine everywhere. So so apparently uh, whatever girl was hired to uh, pair up with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio had to be replaced because she was a little too enthusiastic in her grinding. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> plus, apparently, for some reason, when they filmed that, mm -hmm. everyone had to be quiet. So everything was filmed. Right. 
without everyone really saying anything and yeah. all the noise and sound was added in afterwards. I okay. don't know why. It could be because they were on an actual airplane and yeah. they had to keep quiet. Yeah. Because other regular passengers were on the rest of the airplane. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know that, but that'd be funny as hell. Yeah. Doing this, doing this fake orgy on the top floor of, an, of the double decker airplane while normal passengers are down below. Yeah. So hey, let's keep it quiet because we don't want them to know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but that was a pretty uh, crazy scene. They're going to uh, the bachelor party and, uh, you know, he said, he said base guy spent, uh, I forget what he said, it cost him $2 million the whole weekend. Cost him two million. or 20. I think he said, only said two. I was surprised. I figured it'd be more than that. I think he said 2 million. Yeah. I think it was 20 million. Yeah. I, know, I remember the number two. I think it was 20 because hmm. uh, the plane, all that stuff, the Vegas, uh, the Mirage mm-hmm. Hotel, the, the scene of him getting up and walking through that room full of debauched people mm-hmm. is uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you show see the wedding, and uh, he's got Shirley Bassey performing at the wedding. The woman uh-huh. who sang Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah. Apparently, at uh, Belfort's actual wedding, it was the theme song from uh, "Spy Love Me." Okay. Uh, whatever the song that was. That. Uh, what year was "Spy Love Me"? Uh, "Spy Love Me." It was in the eighties. It was what's her name? Jane Easton. Jane Easton. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, of course. It's, Theme song is always named after the movie, right? Uh, I don't think it was Sheen Easton singing it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But the, the Goldfinger is reference to the actual song. There's a lot of stuff that they didn't, oh, okay. they just mirror from what really happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. I think more people would recognize Goldfinger or right. Just enough. Definitely, people. definitely, yeah. Um, but um, earlier, Naomi mentioned her her aunt Emma, uh, who's English. How you know? Yes. How classy she was and. She shows up at the wedding, played by Joan Lemley from Abby, Absolutely Fabulous. Um, and the Avengers, believe it or not. She was a later later Avenger after Emma Peel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and uh, and then he gives uh, Naomi a yacht for her uh, wedding present. Wedding present. Called and, Naomi. Right. And you hear Robin Leach's and voice. Do a quick instantly. cut of a, like a lifestyle <laughs> rich and famous yes. shooting of, of the, the yacht itself. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was great. Um, and uh, Jordan was talking about how great everything is. It was heaven on earth. And then you see 18 months later, and uh, the enemy's saying, "Who is Venice?" He's like, "Venice? What?" He's like, "You're you're talking in your sleep. You're talking about Venice. Throwing water in Venice. Throwing water in his He's face. In the bed. Throwing water in his Wake face. him up. Yeah. Who's Venice? What the hell? He's like Venice." I don't it's, know. it's a deal Donnie and I are putting together. And then they cut to right. him on his back, tied up right. with this woman, pulling a candle out of his, his ass, ass, and then yeah. dripping hot wax on his back. And he goes, yeah. Wolfie, Wolfie, that's my yeah. safe word. He goes, no safe word. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I mean, I like it, I like it, I like it. <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it goes back to him. It's a deal Donnie and I are doing in Venice. In Italy? No, Venice, California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically she uh, and, and she's sitting on the floor uh, apparently, according to her, has no panties on, and she's like, "From now on, it's gonna be nothing but short, short skirts for a long time, but no touching." And uh, she's naked, and he's literally on the floor looking at her, looking at her crotch, uh, very close up. And then he says, uh, "They're talking, calling her mommy." It's like, "Mommy, you ever noticed anything odd about Mister Fuzzy Bear over there?" And you see her look and realize that there's a camera, camera. In bear. It's a little Rocco and Rocco, the yeah, security guy, right? Uh, apparently, according to Margot Robbie. There's about another 30 minutes of that whole scene. Mm-hmm. And she said, if that was in the movie, it would be the most uncomfortable scene you've ever watched in your life. Urgh. 
Okay. If, for this movie, that mm -hmm. would be the most uncomfortable. Right. Oh, right. my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, next scene, you're back in the office, and uh, there's a brief little thing here with uh, Thomas Middleditch uh, cleaning the fishbowl. Yes. Uh, because he's wearing a bow tie. Yeah. What's he doing? He's cleaning the fishbowl. Yeah. They're about to do the, uh, is it the Sea Mad Night Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Thomas Middleditch, I just mentioned him. Mean, he's the main guy on Silicon Valley, great HBO show. Uh, he's uh, he's been on Comedy Bang Bang podcast dozens of times. He's he's an unbelievable improviser. Always does crazy weird characters. Um, but here he gets to play this this little part. And yeah, that's the Steve Madden IPO. And he's talking about shoes, and and he, Jordan's describing it, which. I'm not from New York, but apparently these are probably famous, more famous commercials. I've heard the name Steve Madden. Okay. Uh, you know who played Steve Madden? Mm -mm. That was Jake Hoffman, Dustin's kid. Was it? Yes. I actually he thought it was familiar, but I thought it was Steve Madden. And I'm like, there's nobody got to go Steve Madden. I didn't right, know. Right. No, Jake Hoffman. Okay. Uh, Dustin's kid. Okay. He looked familiar. I mean, I, I guess, but yeah, I'm going to look it up. Um, but yeah, the, the shoes, if you've heard of Jimmy Choo shoes, yeah. Steve Madden shoes, yeah. they're all. Uh, Unique boutique style of shoes. Okay. But I could not believe how they were just ragging on him yeah. for how ugly his shoes were. Yeah. Well, they yeah. were going to do the IPO. Right. And Belfort had to get in there and calm them down and turn them around. Yeah. Because it's like they were ready to just jump all over him mm -hmm. uh, well, instead of making money. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, um, so they're going to do an IPO for Steve Madden shoes. And they're basically like, you're going to cram this down everybody's throat. We're going to sell the shit out of this. And, uh, and then uh, Jordan gets a call from uh, the guy who did the wedding video. It's like the FBI wants a subpoena for my wedding. Your wedding video wants to know everyone in was there. And uh, uh, Jordan gets in touch with Bo Deedle. Bo Deedle, yes. That's that's his real name. That, that's the actual he's, guy. Right. He's, a, he's a PI, former right. this, former that. Right. Uh, he's been in a couple of different movies, yeah. mostly playing himself. Right. Um, right. Doing what he really does, which is high-end security for celebrities and yeah. politicians. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen him on a few talking head news shows, you know, here and there. Uh, he's either, I think he's in Sopranos, if you felt on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. And we back after this. And then there's a big target, and we they get launched at the target. They stick. Yeah, right? There's a bullseye, yes, yes. and the bullseye is a dollar sign. Whoever gets closer to the dollar sign gets the oh, most. God, I'm going to throw the shit out of this little fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, you should so fucking toss if it, it gets hurt. What happens? Because we're going to get fucking nuts. I don't think he's going to get hurt. They're like, they got like superhuman strength. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. You can't look him uh, right in the eyes. Either. You can't look him in the eye? No, that's they, a fact. I saw on PBS. They get confused and their wires get crossed. You got to look like the chin. Like it looks like I'm looking at you, yeah, but yeah. I'm looking at your chin. I feel like you're addressing me right now, but you're not, are you? They're like the Mona Lisa. They, they find eye contact like wherever you're standing in the room and then they, okay, they lock right. in. You know? okay. No, but there is a limit to what we could do with them. I mean, we, we're allowed to throw shit at them. Yes. We're allowed to throw food, bananas. Anything, so, but for example, what I wouldn't do is maybe like tell him to pull his cock out and yeah. like get some of the girls to, you know, fondle him and shit like that. I mean, that we could, be, let's keep that in our back pocket, but this guy is more about throwing, throwing at the dog. Yes, yes, yes. The thing is, this is their gift, okay? They're built to be thrown like a lawn dart. They're top heavy like a lawn dart, so they're built for accuracy. Oh my God. Does this, can we bowl with this guy? That's his fucking brother, Robbie. His brother's the bowling ball. The, the the brother, you put a skateboard on him, you strap him to a skateboard, you toss him down an alley at some pins. No shit, that's what interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get that can guy? We, get, we can get, can we'll we get, get that, that guy too? too, but it says here, this guy will show his cock. Yeah, 
instead of growing okay. up. Yeah, they are very ornery, by the way. So you got to be very careful with these little guys. Okay. Safety Remember, first. Safety is it. first. All right. Yeah, I want somebody with a fucking tranquilizer gun ready to knock got this it. fucker yeah. out. Yes. Do we want to get like a mace, like a, like a taser guns, a pellet gun, maybe? Just no, like the pellet gun is gonna hurt him. I just want him out, knocked out. Yeah. Okay. I say we stick with the loophole, right? Okay. If we don't consider him a human, we just consider it an act. I think we're in the clear. Like the flying Walendas, you know, a lot of those guys died, but they never sued anybody. The important thing you guys got to keep in mind is is that these things gossip. They get together and they gossip. It's a good point. And the last uh -huh. thing that we need is them getting together and saying, oh, listen, they made fun of us. Like, it's going to make Stratton that's, look bad. That's why I love you. Me. You think of shit like that. But that is they important. come in, we treat it just like one of us, okay? That's, that's one of us. We accept that one of us. Something about the American Express bill? Can, can, can you get him out of here? I'm yeah, not lick my twat. No, I'm serious. Get yeah. Fuck. Okay, guys. Act like we're working. Got any fucking stock? Okay, wait, wait, wait. He's coming. He's coming. Make sure. Uh, all right. Okay, so I think if we short <laughs> Pfizer, that's it. $430,000 in one month, Jordy? Huh? Four hundred and fucking thirty thousand fucking dollars in one fucking month. Good morning, the business expenses. Relax. Business expenses. Yes. Jordy, look what you got here. What? Look at this. Twenty-six thousand dollars for one fucking dinner. Okay, no, no, no. This could be explained. Dad, we had client. We had five, the Pfizer clients. Right. The porterhouse from mm -hmm. Argentina. The expensive champagne. The wine. We had to buy champagne. And, and you ordered all the fucking sides. Tell them about the sides. I ordered the sides. So sides. Yeah. Sides. Twenty-six thousand dollars worth of sides. What are these sides? They cure cancer? The sides did cure cancer. That's the problem. They were there. That's why they were expensive. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm serious. I know. Stop. And EJ Entertainment. What the fuck is EJ Entertainment? <laughs> well, that's uh. Yeah, Jordan. What's EJ How do I Entertainment? Describe this, Jordan. What is that? It's a fucking prostitution yeah, ring, Jordy. Yeah, I know. That's what it is. That's that's that is what it is. Isn't that the perfect that, description for it? That is what it is. But it, none of these were charged to me. This is all of them. Oh, that was all us. It wasn't me though. Fucking explain this shit to him. Well, These are all your fucking charges right here. You guys, the IRS, they allow for TNA. It's fine. TNA. T-N-E. Yeah, I said T-N-E. No, no, you said T-N-A. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You did. Why yeah, did you I did. say You that? said T-N-A. It's T-N-E. All right? I know you're upset about the dinner, and that makes sense because we did spend too much money, but I said T-N-A. Don't tell me what you said. I heard what you said. Dad, he I'm, said T-N-A. He did. He said T-N-A. Yeah, absolutely no question. Yeah, I heard I'm, it. I'm trying to. I'm getting this close. Dad, I'm getting relax. this close. That's what I'm saying. I, knew, I want you to open up more, Max. He's going to fucking kill you. I, why do you hold it in? Why what do you, Max, Max, why do you hold that shit? That's it. That's it. What kind of hooker takes credit cards? Okay, we're back here on the podcast talking about The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, this movie, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, scored an 80. 80? Yeah. I would think they would have been higher. Uh, me too. I think uh, I'm guessing uh, some critics were probably turned off by the Extreme but, vulgarity of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Too many short people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the IMDb rankings of the top movies of all time, it's number 141. Oh, yeah. Top 200. Yeah. yeah. The top 150. Yeah. I mean, an IMDb ranking tends to be um, movies that are a little more crowd pleasing like this uh, and, and definitely a slant toward uh, guys' movies for sure, too. Uh, where most movies are guys' movies, really, but you know. But but speaking of guys' movies, mm -hmm. um, we haven't gotten to the end of this, but does this movie meet the Bechtel test? 
the Bechdel test? It does, actually. Well, um, we know uh, the names of both wives. Right. They do talk to each other. Um, and I think they're... And Emma. And Emma. And I think mm. there's some scenes where they're not talking about the guys. Hmm. Uh, I didn't pay attention enough. And really. then Donnie's wife also. Um, yeah. Don, yeah, I was just said Donnie's wife. I said two wives. Oh, I was thinking of his ex-wife is what uh, I was thinking of. Well, yeah, the yeah. ex-wife right. and, and her. We, we meet... Uh, um, Brad's wife too. We get her right, name, right. although, True. and she is in the room with, um, with the. You're talking about taking the strapping yeah, the money to her, yeah, but she's in the room with the uh, more Robbie's character, right? Um, right. They're talking about the, the moving the money and using right. family and all that stuff. Yeah, um, and not really talking about the guys. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it might. I have to relook at it. I think so. Well, I didn't really look at it for that for this reason. I was really fascinated once again by this movie. Um, yeah. Wasn't really looking at it from that. Why'd they give it a pass? I think so, actually. Barely. Yeah. I think barely pass up. Right, it is right. still a guy's movie. Right. But yeah. barely is, is is more than most of the movies on the list. Yes, yes. Barely, you know. Yeah, I think it does, actually. Yeah. Um, this, huh? And the female characters are all, I would say, very well rounded. Even, yes. even smaller ones. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, from the stockbrokers, mm -hmm. uh, the waitress. In the diner, we're talking. I think she becomes one of the stockbrokers. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Um, um, even the uh, the hookers, because there's three different level hookers. Right, <laughs> exactly. There's the blue chip, the NASDAQ, right, right. and the pink sheet. Right. Not that we didn't fuck them too, but you know. Uh, so back to the uh, stats. Okay. Um, the movies. Uh, this movie had Oscar nominations uh, for best actor, uh, director uh, Jonah Hill for supporting actor. Uh, adapted screenplay and picture nominations, no wins on that. Um, Did Jonah win? I don't think so. Um, Jonah won. Maybe so. Uh, Golden Globe, uh, maybe he did. Golden Globe, it won Best Picture for Golden Globes. Now, of course, gotta remind you, Golden Globes has a separate category for dramas, a category for musical or comedy. Yes. So, uh, comedies have a much better chance of uh, getting that Golden Globe win. Uh, this is definitely a, mostly a comedy for sure. Um, and uh, this is it's got the AFI Award winner for Movie of the Year, so yeah, that's a that's a good one. AFI uh, winner of the year. You're correct. Uh, no no Oscar wins. Five nominees. Oh, okay. No wins. Okay. I thought Joan had won. No. Okay. Adapted screenplay for certainly. It definitely should have maybe won because that's that's pretty uh pretty well done. Uh -huh. Yeah, they won uh, best uh, performance by acting motion picture for Leo from the Golden Globes mm -hmm. and then AACTA. No, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, sorry. AFI Awards, mm -hmm. uh, Movie of the Year, uh, a win, and lots of nominees and not mm -hmm. too many other wins. Okay. okay. Um, the budget on this movie, uh, $100 million. And you said... 25% uh, of that went to Leo. Right. So it was based on production cost. Is what, I mean, that's what you said. I'm saying that's... I didn't I didn't, I didn't. look ahead of time. But what do you mean about... I'm, I'm, I'm saying... I, I said those, those words. Right, right. Um, no, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I didn't look it up. Is that why? Yeah, was? 100, 100 million was the uh, was the budget. Right. 25 percent of that mm -hmm. was Leo's mm -hmm. uh, fee. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think I mentioned that Jonah Hill mm -hmm. took the SAG minimum sixty thousand. Yeah. He also apparently, uh, Scorsese wanted to meet with him, give him the part. He said, "I want to audition. Mm -hmm. I want to know that I got the part." And uh, apparently, it was the first time he'd auditioned in like six years. Mm -hmm. Normally, just walk in and get it. And yeah. Or he, he picked the role and it would. You tailored for him. Yeah. Um, 
but he really wanted to be in this movie. He killed it too. Oh yeah, he, he really, did. He did. I mean, and this mean, in a movie where everyone's so over the top, his character is so much further out there yeah, it in the sideways direction. Right. It exists with the crazy fluorescent teeth. Every time the... he's arguing with someone, he, the argument just goes off in different <laughs> yeah. directions. And I'm like, yeah, what the, what the? And, and Jordan, Jordan mentions he, Donnie even wore, uh, uh, he, he wore clear lenses with horn rim, horn, horn rims, lenses, make him just, seem less waspy, more waspy, more waspy, right, right, more waspy, right. Yeah. More waspy. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, he, he did. I agree. Uh, the hundred million dollar budget. This is, I didn't look it up. This is by far the biggest budget movie we've done on the show by far. Like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't think anything's past 50. We've had several thirties and forties, but I don't think anything's even come. No, nothing's even come close to hundred million um, so far. I'm sure a lot of that had to go with all the <coughs> excuse mm-hmm. me, excess. Oh yeah. All yeah. the people in every scene, so many of them mm-hmm. and all the crap they were doing. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> so uh, all that enforced the, uh, <coughs> the backup crew to keep things rolling along yeah. smoothly as best as possible. Yeah, and it's also a three hour movie. So you know it's three hours. I think it's longest, the longest, longest movie we've done so far. We've done so far. But Godfather's a few minutes shorter than that, like a couple minutes. Um, oh. yeah. Uh, both of those movies do not seem like three hours. Watching, yeah, I'm with you. It's like, wow, I'm just like falling to the movie, yeah, know? yeah. Um, the box office on this movie 428 million dollars, so 4x, yeah, and the adjusted is 475. So, not a, oh, that's it's, it's not it's too only, long, it's ago. only seven years, yeah, eight years ago, yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, 428 million dollars, so a big success, um, yeah. big success for sure. Um, um now this movie was released December twenty fifth, two thousand thirteen. When you know when you first saw the movie, I saw this in the theater. Mm-hmm. It was one of those movies like Scorsese, DiCaprio, mm-hmm. lots of crap apparently going on. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I want to see it on the big screen. Right. I'm pretty sure I saw that first or second week. Actually, uh, probably second week because yeah. uh, at that time it was like I do not want to sit in the beginning crowd with all the the loud people mm-hmm. happy to be there. Mm-hmm. I want to wait till a matinee two weeks later. That's mm-hmm. usually what I would be doing uh, yeah. this time of my life. That time of my life. Like, yeah. Go see it then. Yeah. Uh, nice quiet crown. Cause I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting so old. I still want to be there with all the kids and the screaming and uh, what I, Yeah. So okay. find a nice matinee, go see it. Yeah. I definitely did not see it in move in the theaters. Um, I was, uh, not going to theaters much in these years around here, like at all. But um, I probably saw it on um, um, possibly when it came to Netflix the first time, um, or um, I may have rented a disc through Netflix. Yeah, but that's that, I'm gonna say, would it have been disc Netflix or streaming um, Netflix? It might have been either at the time, actually. I know that before there was a crossover, they don't really do the disc anymore. I mean, you can they do, it, they do, but they don't really push it because of the stream. Right, they don't push it, but yeah, it's still out there. Um, but I, I saw it definitely, you know, at home and loved it when I first saw it for sure. I mean, loved it, and uh, it's you know great. It's I already mentioned it's. Yeah, it's this. Well, it's the second most recent movie uh, on my entire 100 list, um, behind uh, Baby Driver, um, and uh, other movies in theaters at the time: uh, August Osage County, Grudge Match, uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Anchorman Two, American Hustle, Saving Mr. Banks, Frozen, Nebraska, Dallas Buyers Club, Twelve Years a Slave, and Her. 
Let me tell you, out of all those movies, mm -hmm. I only saw one of them in the theater. Okay. And it was Frozen. Really? And it was like one of those, I like Disney movies, and I'm hearing all this buzz about mm -hmm. it. Um, so I actually went and saw it, and I liked it. Okay. Uh, I expected to not like it because I knew it was a Disney kids movie, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, the other movies, I wasn't really interested in seeing them. Yeah. Um, probably the closest might have been August Osage County because I knew it had that indie buzz going mm -hmm. on about it. But I didn't go watch it. Yeah. I was being kind of picky about what I go see. Yeah. Um, a lot of these movies I actually watched through D Netflix DVD rental. Um, a lot of these for the first time. Um, in fact, it's a rare time. I've seen every single one of these movies. I've seen every one of those movies. Um, even Grudge Match, you know. Yeah, it's funny because uh, Dallas Fires Club, mm -hmm. um, McConaughey was so thin in this movie because he had lost the weight for mm -hmm. Dallas Fires Club. And mm -hmm. as the movie goes along, he gains a little bit of weight because he's getting it back on. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see that if you watch his character for the few scenes that he's in, it'll yeah. change a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that and 12 Years of Sleep, it didn't seem like that so long ago yeah. that they were actually out and came out. It seemed yeah. like they were more recent. Time has just passed yeah. quickly. And you know what? I, I made a mistake. Frozen is the only movie I have not seen on this list. I've still oh. not seen Frozen. I'm going to see it. As popular as it is, it's, you know. Uh, I've had all the Disney or Disney Pixar movies. Mm -hmm. I would watch them at least once. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one right now, Moana. I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. uh, I really want to see that. I, I like the Disney musical. Kid I'm sure movie. I'd like it. I just I just haven't. Yeah. And it's. And I haven't seen that either, but it's just like one of those, I want to get around to watching this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I finally watched August Osage County about a year or so ago, and oh. it's really good. I have not actually seen that. It it's is good. really good. And it was one of those. It's basically, it could be a play. It was one of those buzzy movies. It's people, like, I should go see this. It's people talking, and it's got so many people in it. It's got, you know, Julie Roberts people and Meryl Streep. And, like, uh, and I think Ian McGregor. I can't remember. Like sideways? People talking? No, no. <laughs> just like. It literally could be a play, like people just sitting around talking about oh, wow. stuff, and it's fucking great. Well, it might have been a play. Yeah, it probably was. Um, uh, Anchorman Team was okay. Um, American Hustle is definitely the one that's closest to making my list. It did not make the list, but it was very close. I have not I seen that either. I, like I actually own the DVD of that, mm -hmm. and I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, it's one of those, like, I like everybody in that, mm -hmm. but I haven't sat down and watched it. Yeah. Um, a lot of great movies on there, there. Definitely a lot of great movies. Um, so, which one of those, including Wolf of Wall Street, which have you seen the most? Uh, Frozen, believe it or not. I think okay. I've seen twice. Okay. Uh, most of those, um, I have not seen. Really, literally, I don't even know what Nebraska is. What was Nebraska? Uh, Bruce Dern and uh, was it Will Forte? It was oh, Black and White. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that now. Yeah. It's very good. It was. It was nominated for an Oscar. It was one of those little buzzy movies. Like, yeah. I should go see that. Right. And I never did. And actually, the only one I've seen on here more than once, other than Wolf of Wall Street, is American Hustle. But I've seen Wolf of Wall Street um, slightly more times. I'll say this was around the time. What, what was it? What year was this? 2013. Okay, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was in Hollywood. Oh, okay. So uh, didn't my, have time it, to see the pictures because you were in my, I was in, <laughs> I was in my Hollywood making them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a uh, it was a full days. You know. Yeah. I'm sure. Around the clock stuff. Even though even yeah. sleep time, it was like. Of sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, we did. I think the, the the biggest movie that Didi and I saw were out there that we really liked was uh, around this time. This time, 2013, probably was uh, Now You See Me, mm -hmm. uh, which was a fun movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the director on this movie, Martin Scorsese. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, I've got, I, I didn't get back and count. I've got at least, I think, five, nice maybe movies. six Scorsese movies. How many of his movies have we already done? Uh, well, we haven't done Goodfellas or Casino yet. Um, um, Let's see. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look at the list here. thinking we've done one already, but maybe not. Um, maybe we haven't done any yet. We might not have. I'm, I'm looking through. I'm not really seeing one. I've seen a lot of very Scorsese-ish movies, but yeah. not him. Oh, and we haven't done The Departed yet either. It's possible this is the first one we've done. Yeah, There's is. four or five on the list, though. I'm pretty sure he had nothing to do with Breakfast Club. No, I never can tell. Maybe. But anyway, he Scorsese, he's he's pretty good. He's done a lot of stuff. Uh, he's, he's known for making movies and doing yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but uh, First one? Yeah. yeah, okay. The tagline for this movie, earned, spend, party. Good tagline. Um, and the, the title of the movie only appears at the very end, you know, because at the beginning you get to the fake commercial. Jordan Bill, uh, Jordan, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. The title appears throughout the movie because the right. title of the Forbes article. Yeah. Um, right. The Wolf of right. Wall Street. Right. <clears throat> um, the one that he thinks is going to sink him instead. Right. Blows him up. Right. And this is a safe word apparently in sex is Wolfie. Wolfie. Yeah. Because they all start calling him Wolfie. Yeah. Wolfie, Wolfie, Wolfie. Yeah. Um, and this, uh, this is the most profane, profane major Hollywood movie of all time. Like, I absolutely don't get offended by anything whatsoever. Nothing offends me. And I don't, it doesn't bother me, but I'm just saying this is the most profane major Hollywood movie of all time. Yeah, I believe that uh, one of the uh, blurbs I read was that uh, DiCaprio wanted the, the movie he wanted to most emulate mm-hmm. in the debauchery was Caligula. Right. Which right. was a rated X movie right. that got ta- cut down slightly. So it just wasn't quite X. Right. Uh, made by. Uh, Penthouse mm-hmm. production companies way back when, mm-hmm. and was at the time the most debauchery yeah. movie yeah. put out by Hollywood. This is probably a lot funnier than that movie, though. Uh, I've seen that, and yeah. this is definitely more funny. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, this movie has just fucks alone has 569 fucks. Yeah. Um, when we did the South Park movie episode, they had to cut down to under 400 to get an R rating to get to 399. So I know the rating system is all is very flawed. Martin Scorsese is the reason this is rated R. There's no there's if this was just an average director, this would this be next. Exactly. Oh, yeah. This is NC seventeen or not even that. Yeah. I mean it might it's probably not even NC seventeen. It's probably like not rated. Like I mean, like I said, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Yeah, Whatever if, works, if, works. If, if, if they wanted what they wanted in the movie yeah. and couldn't get Right. The R rating, they would go unrated. They would have gone unrated. Yeah, they yeah. would have had to have a different uh, distribution right. for the unrated movie. Right, but they still probably would have made the same amount of money, even more. Oh, Scorsese and DiCaprio and Ro- Margot Robbie, and it's unrated because mm-hmm. of all the stuff going on. Yeah, people yeah. flock to this movie around the world. Yeah, oh, it's being banned in this country. Let's go. See right, it. and then the fact that they had to cut stuff out to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. So parts of sex scenes, um, and. Uh, by the way, we can mention uh, this is the basically the outcoming the the coming out party for Margot Robbie made her her first uh, yeah everything yeah and she um, I mean uh, did you see the uh, the I Tonya the Tonya Harding movie I did not see that one she was 
was really good in that. It was really, it's not an easy movie to watch, but it's great. It's worth watching. Uh, she was great in that. Of course, she's big now. We did Suicide Squad and As, uh, Harley Quinn yeah. and a uh, big uh, movie star now. One of my favorite movies was The Legend of Tarzan. Oh, yeah? Uh, with uh, Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Skarsgård. Okay. Um, I actually like Tarzan. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the better versions. Yeah. More better made films. Okay. I wish they'd done more, uh, but you know. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, apparently this was the first uh, nude scene, and uh, when she appears, you know, naked at the door, mm-hmm. when he's trying to light the fire, uh, Scorsese had told her, you can wear a robe if you want. She goes, no, uh, this this character, her body is her currency. It's all mm-hmm. she really has to offer, so yeah. she's got to be naked and yeah. boom, go from there. Yeah. And then later on, uh, later on in the movie, we haven't got to the party over there uh, uh, having sex on the bed with all the money around it. Mm-hmm. She said, I got a lot of paper cuts from that fake money all yeah. over my back. And, and DiCaprio was like, uh, yeah, the money was kind of rough, but I was naked in bed with Margot Robbie, so who cared? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she did. She did a great job in this movie. Great and I did not know she was Australian. Until oh, yeah, I knew she was either Australian or British. And I, I, was, I was looking her up. She's right. Australian? Right. Looked yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know that until like a year ago or something. Yeah, like I knew she was either Australian or oh, I knew or shortly British. after the movie. It was like. Oh, okay. Something odd about her accent, maybe. I don't know what. Or maybe yeah. I was reading some article and it's like, she's Australian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happens all the time now, it seems like, with actors. We find out they're British or Australian. British, Australian. Or, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Um, the Steve Park Award in this movie, um, I give it. I give that to. Uh, I don't know, maybe Ethan Supley. Uh, after watching My Name Is Earl for so long, uh, he was also in uh, what's the uh, the Ed Norton uh, um, Club? No, the um, American History X. He's in that too. Um, it, was, it was great seeing him in here. I would like to see a little bigger part for him, but yeah, I was actually. Uh... When I first saw in the movie, I was watching it, and I mm-hmm. saw all the guys in the, the storefront, mm-hmm. and I recognized so many of them. And then I'm like, man, they had really big parts in this movie. Mm-hmm. And although they're there throughout the movie, right. they don't really have big parts. Right, right. Uh, He's, his face is around. And Joy, Joy has probably the biggest part. Oh, yeah. Well, when they need him, when they need to, to pick someone up and toss a dwarf because he's a big guy, yeah. they use him. Yeah. But, but yeah, they, his face is there, but he's not really. Big and I think what they wanted was, yeah, they wanted the, the face type, mm-hmm. the body type, mm-hmm. um, because uh, Henry Zabrowski and mm-hmm. Ethan Suppley have similar yeah. body type and look, yeah. even though the, you know, one's got the mustache. And, right. Well, they want that mustache. Right. So they're very similar. And you can see them all coming from the same neighborhood. Right, right. They don't look like you would expect to see a success, like, yeah. you know, a clean-cut guy. Like, he's just... It's kind of there, yeah. you know? and as and as they clean up later on, you still see the underlying original guy. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason is you're supposed to also see that same original guy in Leo's character, mm-hmm. Jordan, but he looks better. Right. But of course, later on, he has a he's a line with his uh, his dad where he's saying, "And I want these guys to want to live my life, mm-hmm. to want to live my lifestyle. I want to be hungry for it. Yeah, they need me as the motivation. That's why." Yeah, and spend so much and does so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's time to get back to talking about the the story here. Um, and uh, we just uh, had just talked to uh, about Bo Deedle, yeah. giving him uh, legal advice there, um, and uh, which he promptly does not follow. Right, right. And then this is where the the FBI uh, 
uh, comes onto the boat and uh, he's basically, he's kind of still bragging about everything. He gives him a list of everyone who was at the wedding because mm-hmm. the FBI had gotten a subpoena for the wedding tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, hey, you want to ask me anything? You want any information? I'm here to help you, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Trying to play them. Stupid man. Mm-hmm. Stupid man. Yeah. Um, these, uh, he's basically talking about all this stuff and uh, Kyle Chandler's character says, can you say that again just the way you said it, the same way? Basically trying to, he was on the edge of, of bribing. Yeah. But he, he knew the he knew the rules. He actually wasn't. But he's like, no, no, there was not an actual dollar amount and, you know, he, he's quoting the rules basically. Yeah. And this is where they uh, they find out about the, the Swiss banker uh, played by, I can't remember his name, but he was in the artist, um, French guy. Yes. Um, can't remember his, his name now, but uh, he was big. You know, that was a movie that was everywhere when it came out. Uh, the artist, but uh, he plays the Swiss banker, and uh, so they got to get on a plane to go to Switzerland to find out what they can do about uh, money laundering. Jean Dujardin. Okay, and um, he's like on the plane. He's like, I can't, you know, can't make this trip uh, sober. So uh, you know. That thing right. <laughs> yeah. Another one of those right. where DiCaprio's character Belfort, his recollection of what happened is so completely different from what everyone else is. Right, right, right. He's like, yeah, because uh, you know they had to restrain us or whatever, and uh, he wakes up and he's strapped to the chair. Right. Why am I strapped to the chair? Right. And and Donnie's like, the captain strapped you. The captain tied to the chair. He had to do it. Right. Why? And then they cut back to him going wild. And right. Crazy. Right. He's dry humping one of the stewardesses and. Uh, and uh, he said, "You called the you called the captain the N word." <laughs> He's like, "I haven't called him the N word. What talking about? Just all kind of." And they're taking all kind of uh, you know. The, but the first thing Jordan's worried about though is like, the ludes, the ludes. Donnie's like, "Don't worry, I got him up my ass." He's like, "Oh, okay, good." That's what he was worried about is where the ludes are. <laughs> and uh, priorities, yeah. Um, and they they have the meeting with the Swiss uh, the Swiss banker and. Uh, He's basically, you know, telling him the laws, what they what they're allowed to do and what I'm not allowed to do. And basically, you know, there's there's a voiceover going like between the, the Swiss banker and Jordan, basically saying what they what they're meaning to say but can't say. And the, but the Swiss banker says, you know, if it were in another name, for example, and that's where he realizes Aunt Emma, someone he can trust, who already has a European yeah. passport. And it basically comes down to someone who already has a passport can walk in and out of this country with ease. Mm-hmm. Once they get the money to our bank, you're free and clear. Mm-hmm. Getting it here could be a problem. Right. And that's where a few interesting scenes. Pop yeah. Up. Yeah. Jordan says we literally had a fuckload of money. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Brad's wife, that's what, uh, you know, Chantal. You find, yeah, you find out that Brad's wife. You find um, out that he even has a wife. Right. This is the first time I right, found right, out right. that he has. Well, last time you really saw him with family, he was like in his backyard. Mom, we got meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. He's lifting weights. Saying, yeah. Uh, bring it, bring it, bring, bring your girls, sister. Bring, sister bring your sister's panties. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you, you know some girls. Bring some girls by. I'd like to see this. And yeah. Making yeah. the muscles. I'm like, that's borderline. Yeah. Well, what a borderline something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now he's like he's married. Yeah. Uh, to Chantal, right. and she's strapped up with money. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I actually remember this being Margot Robbie's character strapped up with money. It's been such a long time since so I mm-hmm. really watched it. So okay, it's, it's her. Yeah. And this is one of the scenes though where uh, 
where Naomi and Chantal mm-hmm. are in the same room. Right. They, they talk to each other. Right. I think they talk to each other. I think so. And then like, yeah, they got the money taped to her. Yeah. And like, and are you no. serious? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Okay, now she's just gonna have to make you know five hundred trips. Yeah, of all the money. Yeah, and uh, and Brad, uh, Brad's like, what about what about the family? They're a bunch of Swiss nitwits too. They, they could do it. They all have they all have passports. Yeah, um, and they could do that. And then Donnie's sitting there too. He's like, yeah, don't forget about my money. And Brad and Donnie don't like each other. He's like, oh yeah, you got you got to get my money out too. And uh, Brad's wife says something to Donnie, and he's like. Uh, she says, I don't work for her. He's like, sweetheart, you got to have my money tape your tits. Technically, you do work for me. So Donnie's not really even trying to be, be, be polite or no. nice. No, he's... Yeah. So the person who's going to sneak his money into another country, what a dumbass. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, after this, we have uh, Brad and Donnie are going to have a... I, can't, I forget what, a meeting together. He's going to drop off the money, I think. Yeah, he's dropping the money off. Brad, and, uh, Donnie dropping the money off to... To Brad, so that right. can be taken away to Switzerland. Right, right. Um, and and Brad says, "Don't come to this, uh, you know, fucked up." And Donnie pretends like he's fucked up. He gets out of the car and he can't walk, and just pisses him off more. And this and is where Brad gets taken in. Donnie starts arguing about, right. you know, being punched by Brad earlier mm-hmm. at the, the money strapping scene, and never getting an apology. And, mm-hmm. and I had I had my wife. Sitting by the phone, calling me every 45 minutes. Still no apology from you. Mm-hmm. Being a complete dick. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. To the point where the police are driving by. They notice the argument. The briefcase, briefcase gets dropped. Money goes everywhere. Yeah. Donnie takes off in his car. Mm-hmm. Brad grabs the case, starts to try to run. Gets nabbed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Brad is in, uh, Brad's in jail. And, uh, um, so Donnie um, hasn't told Jordan about this. He comes over to his house to hang out with him. He's like, I got a surprise for you, lemons, which are apparently, they were, they were quaaludes that were locked in a safe for like 15 years yeah, or something. Yeah, apparently it was the Cadillac of, of quaaludes. It was yeah. the, high, the super high end, the, the one where you take one quaalude pill and you are super for days. Yeah. So they each take one, uh-huh. like an hour and a half later, like, Anything happened with you? No, 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 that with me. Yeah. Or, or, or must be duds. Must, must be duds. So they take another one each, and they're they start working out. Right. They get the <laughs> system. Nothing's going on. Blah yeah. blah blah. So they take two more each. Right. Right. And they even take one more before they take off because because uh, Jordan gets a phone call. Right. From Bo Deal. He's got to go to a payphone. Go get a payphone, and uh, he has to go to the country club, which is the closest payphone. Yeah. So he gets in his. His nice shiny white car drives mm-hmm. over there. He gets in, gets him t- talking on the payphone. He learns that Brad's been arrested. Mm-hmm. That FBI's got everything bugged. Mm-hmm. Don't talk on your phone. This and the other. Mm-hmm. And as Jordan's talking to me, yeah, okay, so about yeah, voice guys, uh, yeah. Uh, his his voice just <laughs> goes what? sideways. Yeah, and he goes, "What are you saying? I don't understand." Yeah, yeah, and that's when you realize, and you yeah. get the voiceover. So apparently, because they've been sitting around for fifteen years, yeah. there was like a ninety-minute delay. Set a delayed fuse. Delayed fuse. And suddenly he just flops over yeah. and can't move. Yeah. He calls it the cerebral palsy phase. He goes, I've discovered a brand new phase. Because earlier he had yeah. talked about Quaaludes and the different phases. Yeah. I discovered a brand new phase. I went straight to it. The cerebral palsy <laughs> yeah, phase. Yeah. He's just yeah. writhing on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and then he crawls out of right. the uh, the country club. Right. And there's nobody around. Right. And I'm thinking, no, that, that's not true. Right. Uh, there right. Was, he was not alone, even though it was at nighttime. Someone would have saw someone him. Someone would have seen him. Freaked out. I love him. the way 
you like get to the top of the steps crawling out and it looks down the steps like a hundred steps and then yeah. cut to a different side. It's like five steps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he apparently, uh, they, uh, shot that, uh, scene one day, like mm-hmm. almost one take. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, DiCaprio's idea to open the car door with his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I can't reach up, so I can reach my foot up there. Yeah. But he strained his back. Oh, really? And they only can only do it one time. So they filmed it the one time they got in, all oh, okay. that stuff, and then, uh, and that was it. Okay. Uh, I don't know who did the tumble down the stairs. I'm sure it was a stuntman. Yeah. Um, it was, mm-hmm. that was a funny scene. Yeah. And he goes, I can't believe I made it home without a scratch in the car. Yeah. 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 And uh, I drove so slow. I was mm-hmm. like, yellow. Yeah, and we'll find out in a bit what else happened in that scene. We'll right. be back right after this. Excuse me. Is that your car in the lot? Yeah. That's a nice ride. Thanks, man. Down the Azov. Hey, George Belfort. Nice to meet you. Yeah. You know, actually, I, I see that car around. I see it around a lot. Well, yeah, I think we live in the same building. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. 12th floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What floor are you on? Fourth floor. Okay. Yeah, it's a little kids. Right. Ugly wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do, bro? What do you mean, what do I do? For work, what do you do? I'm a stockbroker. Stockbroker? Yeah. Children's furniture. Oh, good for you. It's all right. You make a lot of money? Yeah, I do all right for myself. I'm trying to put it together. You got your fucking nice car. Mm-hmm. We live in the same building. I'm just, I'm not, understand how much, how much money you make. I don't know, 70000 last month. Get the fuck, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. I'm serious. Yeah, no, I'm serious too. Seriously, how much money you make? I told you, seventy thousand. Well, technically seventy-two thousand last month, something like that. You made seventy-two grand in one month. Yeah. I tell you what. You show me a pay stuff for seventy-two thousand dollars, and I quit my job right now and I work for you. Hey, Paulie, what's up? No, yeah, you know, everything's fine. Hey, listen, I quit. Okay, we're back here talking about the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, we just got done seeing uh, Jordan crawling to his car and, like, talking about what, luckily there was no scratches on the car. Yeah. Um, he gets back home and uh, basically to uh, – and Donnie's on the phone with the Swiss banker, you know, talking business. But he's also garbled. Um and, and when he uh, talks to uh, uh, Naomi on the phone, um, he hears dying in the background or something. I don't know. I don't think they do that. It must have been it was cell phone to cell phone. And then he was in the background talking to the Swiss banker. Yeah. Um, and he's telling, he's trying to tell Naomi to get him off the phone. She can't understand a word he's saying because he's so mm-hmm. quaaluded up. So he gets home. Gets into the kitchen and there's this big giant island in the middle of the kitchen and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he can't get around it. Yeah, yeah. So he crawls over the top of it slowly and he gets hold of the, the the phone cord and he slowly pulls himself along the phone cord trying to get to Don to get him off the phone mm-hmm. and wraps himself up in that phone card. It's one yeah, of the funniest things I've seen. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, well, and uh, He's been, you know, telling him to get off the phone. And he can barely, they can barely understand each other. But both of them are barely talking. Yeah, and then Donnie starts choking. And, and Donnie gets away from him. He he finds this luncheon meat sitting in there on the, yeah. on the table, like snack food, and he starts trying eating it because you know he's 
mm-hmm. got the munchies. He's not chewing apparently, he's just trying to swallow one whole. Yeah. <laughs> and he jokes. Yeah. And then uh you know, uh Naomi's saying, Jordan, you gotta do something, you gotta help him. And Popeye's on on TV. Eating getting spinach to yeah. make him whole. And he's like, I got my spinach. Yeah. <laughs> and he opens up uh, a, a, a drawer in the kitchen, uh-huh. pulls out what looks like a little med kit, and inside is some cocaine. Mm-hmm. And he spinaches himself up. Mm-hmm. Gets up and pounds on Donnie mm-hmm. and reaches into his mouth, pulls out some food. And at one yeah. point, as well, he's pounding on him above him, Donnie spits up food into his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so apparently, uh, they had trouble getting that, that hand to stick to his face. So they yeah. finally get about it by putting out uh, like uh, KY jelly on it and flicking it with a fork and it stuck <laughs> to his face uh, to get that scene. Yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty great. Him and, and seeing Popeye and all that stuff. Cocaine. Getting strength. Ah, yeah. the man. <laughs> and he gets up, walks into the living room, whatever, and just collapses on the couch. And then he gets woken up by the police. Yeah. So I drove that car outside. He goes, what? <laughs> He's like, fuck you. Get out of my house. <laughs> and they take him outside. And there's the car in the shittiest condition mm-hmm. possible. Both go indoors up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trash all to hell. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, maybe I didn't drive as safely as I thought I did. And they, they cut back to the thing and he hit everything on the way home. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I'm lucky I didn't kill myself or somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then after this, um, he meets with uh, John Favreau and his dad and they're talking about basically kind of a deal. Like you have to step down. Uh, Cutting a deal with the SEC. Yeah. And you have, but you have to step down. Yeah. And, he, and the big thing is that uh, what Favreau says, look, you cut this deal. And the FBI goes away because they got nothing to look for anymore. You're not here anymore. Yeah. They can't come after you. You'll be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else is also on their own because you could have deal with the SEC. You don't have to rat on anybody. Mm-hmm. He didn't quite say it like that, but that's the point they're getting across. Yes. Yes. And uh, he realized that's the best way through. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to talk to the crowd. Right. At Stratton Oakmont. Yeah. And he comes to the realization that that's not what he wants to do. Yeah, he wants to stay. He doesn't want to say no. He doesn't want to be sold a bill of goods. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the top dog doing yeah. the selling. Yeah, he he's so he reneges. Yeah, and he starts beating on his chest again, yeah. and everyone and whole, beats on his chest. Yeah, all the crowd's going, and then they cut to uh, Kyle Chandler Denham. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Belfort just reneged on his deal with the SEC. He's all yours. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, this is where and Jordan and Donnie. Uh, and some of them go to, all go to Europe and uh, they're on a yacht. Um, he goes, they told us not to leave the country. So, of course, Donnie and I took her wives and went to Italy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then, they, you know, she gets the call. Naomi gets a call that Aunt Emma died. Yes. And uh, basically the banker says, um, you know, basically you need to get here fucking quick. Uh, this, this, this $20 million stuck. This is this bank account. You need to get here quick. Like, they can take care of it. They can finagle things, they right. can forge things. Right. If he doesn't get there fast enough, mm-hmm. the state laws, that the country laws will take over mm-hmm. and he will be out the door. Yes. $20 yeah. million dollars down. Yes. And uh, the uh, so they're talking to the, uh, the captain of the yacht, talking about taking it across through the ocean. And he's like, well, if we, if we, uh, if we batten down the hatches. Well, that could, secure the, it, it could be a little chop. Well, we we didn't deal with a little chop. Yeah, he's, uh, and he really doesn't want to go. And right. so I guess we could do this. And then, 
he's not really saying all truth, which is that he's just a little child. Yeah. It's a monster storm that's come through. Yeah. Yeah, it is. To and get to Monaco so they can land in Monaco and drive up to yeah. Switzerland. Yeah. And, uh, <coughs> and there, you know, Jordan's like, uh, Donnie, where's the ludes at? You know, it's like, there's, you know, three feet of water down there. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're on the it's like, I'm not going to die sober. The, the storm is going crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> not gonna die sober, and then uh, you know they're in pretty bad shape. It looks like they're all gonna die, but then they're rescued by the Italians. Yes, and it's a good thing about being rescued by the Italians is they feed you wine, then you get to dance. Yeah, and they're playing. They're, they're playing a uh, Italian uh, language version of Gloria, the song Gloria. Yes. <laughs> and then you see Jordan looking out, and a plane goes by, and that plane explodes. It's like you believe that was the plane that he I called to come get us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's just looking out the window at the ship and there's a plane exploding in midair. Mm -hmm. He goes, it's like what happened. That was a plane I called to come get us. It would have exploded with all of us on it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see uh, him doing an infomercial talking about how you can get rich. You can. Yes. And all the, all the people have his attitude. His yes. attitude. And there was infomercials like this all yes. over the place. And yeah. in fact, uh, yeah, a lot of the scenes you see in this were, homages to a lot of the other different infomercials that right. actually were out there yeah um for uh, all the other people selling their get rich quick or get rich now yes. or get rich slow yeah uh schemes right um and of course his was straight line right um, jordan belfort straight line which comes up later on yeah at the end of the movie and then halfway through his infomercial the fbi shows up yeah. to put him in yeah, he's still filming and then suddenly <laughs> the fbi right there to put him in cuss yeah. right and uh and then you see jordan with uh uh Got an ankle monitor on, and uh, and uh, he's he's talking to Naomi. He, he's at home, and he's basically wanting to fuck her. And and uh, well, she first says, he, he talks to Donnie. Oh yeah, first he talks to right, Donnie. Donnie by, he's drinking the the non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, yeah. He's like uh, O'Doul's and the O'Doul's, and he goes, "Well, what's what's the point of that?" Right. right <laughs> he goes, he's well, like, you know, I, I'm sober now. He's like, no alcohol. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I can't even and believe then, him. And oh, Naomi goes, oh, she's they're waving her. She, she may wave back at you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. He goes, hey, Naomi. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And the finger. Uh, and uh, and and Donnie says, look, the partners, we all talk. We got you covered. Mm -hmm. The bail, the house, everything. We're going to make sure you're taken care of money-wise mm -hmm. until you get through this. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, which is important because what the FBI wants them to do is rat out everybody. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, that's what he tells Naomi mm -hmm. in a later scene. You know, hey, uh, I can get through this, but mm -hmm. I'm going to have to give up everybody. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't quite name names to her. Mm -hmm. He says everybody. And she seems to be, okay, whatever, you know, do this, do that. Yeah. And then they have their... Right. She's, she says, last uh, fuck night. me like it's the last time. And then they fuck, and she's like, that was the last time. I want a divorce. Yeah. I want a divorce. Yeah. And uh, he takes his daughter in his car and is going to basically kidnap her and run yes. off with her. With the ankle monitor on, he's going to drive off. Right, right, right. And uh, he backs backs out of the garage, backs into a stone pillar and crashes with a little girl in the with car. The yes. Yeah. In the front seat, no no, no child seat, just in a right. seatbelt. Uh, seatbelt. And, a, seat and yeah. a car that is not designed to protect children. No, no. And... Uh, and then the next scene, you see him. He's been fitted for a wire. Yes. And uh, he walks into the office and uh, is talking to Donnie. Puts the note down. Says, "Don't incriminate. Don't incriminate yourself. I'm wearing a wire." Yes. So Donnie's just saying, you know, whatever. 
You know, he asked him. Uh, I was so he high. asked him a question. I don't, question, remember. I, don't like, remember. I was so high. I don't remember anything. He asked him what is sounds like a leading question to get him to give up. He's like, I don't talk about the Steve Madden. Right, right. He's like, I don't even remember what happened. I was so high. I was so whacked out. I don't really remember what was going on. Yeah, which is a great thing for anyone to say. Right, because it was halfway true. Right, it's the Burt um, Burt Reynolds delivers. Then, uh, uh, you know, defense. <laughs> it, it's the note. Uh, Belfort puts down his napkin, lifts it up, and there's the note. This mm-hmm. y- y- bright yellow note. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, Don, he puts his napkin over and covers it mm-hmm. so that, uh, you know, it's a transaction there is complete. Mm-hmm. And then later on, the FBI come to arrest Jordan at his house. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, what's, what's going on? And the FBI just holds up in the baggie the yellow note. Oh, yeah. Which means either somehow they got it or Donnie gave it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And but they don't want to explain how that happened. Right. But it's one or the other. Right. So yeah. Um, and uh you have the hearing and uh and you know, like he says something about, you know, luckily, you know, we're in a world where money can buy anything. And he's in prison playing tennis. Do you recognize the judge? Uh I can't remember. It was uh uh Amy Leibowitz. Oh yeah, Fran you mean Fran or Ann? Annie Leibowitz or Fran uh, Fran Leibowitz. Fran Leibowitz. Yeah, I did, I did. I, I was yeah I did because I, it was weird because her name came up on the one of the podcasts I listened to recently because apparently she's got a show and one of the guys on the podcast is like I'm so fucking sick of friendly Woods. that whole New York uh, New Yorkers that New York attitude like you know he was just like hell with her yeah like, like she's everywhere <laughs> yeah she's not yeah exactly yeah I did recognize her but um yeah, th- I had to go back and look at the cast I know her okay that's was yeah and then you see the FBI agent sitting on the subway like we talked about uh, and a bunch of just sitting on the subway and he's in jail playing tennis. Well, actually what I got out of that scene was something a little bit different. And that was that. So there he is on the subway, like he said, probably in the same suit for the third day. And he's looking Mm -hmm. around and he realizes after winning this case against Belfort, Mm -hmm. Belfort's going to jail, but he's looking around all these people around him. And this case means nothing to any of them. Mm -hmm. What he did as an FBI agent, his accomplishment means nothing to anyone there because oh, yeah. Belfort and his stuff doesn't affect any of them directly. Right. If it does affect them, they don't think about it because it's their bosses or their boss's boss that might have been affected. True, true. Um, and none of them there mm-hmm. had no clue what he did, mm-hmm. no clue about the case, and wouldn't give a rat's ass if they did know. Right. And I think yeah. he kind of looked around and realized, well, I did a good thing, but. What difference? What difference makes to these people? My people, right? The, these people I'm I'm with them. True. What difference does it make? But I know True. it makes a difference, but huh. yeah, yeah. Small pebble in a big pond. Yeah, because I think a lesser movie would have, because the earlier who talked about, you know, sometimes when I'm sweating my balls off in the mm-hmm. subway, what you know, basically how you know I'm not making much money. Lesser movie would have. The people on the subway were just like average people. Yes. You, you, a lesser movie would have shown a homeless bomb, like, you know, disgust someone disgusting, someone obnoxious, but there's just like normal people. Yeah, just normal people. Right. And right. no one really says anything. He didn't talk to him. He's just looking around. And the sense I got was, well, I made my accomplishment, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't affect any of these people here. True. Yeah. But didn't, didn't want to like he was depressed or, or down or anything. It was just, right. like, that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, next we get Jordan Belfort, uh, uh, the actual Jordan Belfort introducing him in New Zealand, the real guy, the the, the, the guy in New Zealand, introducing 
Leonardo DiCaprio's Jordan Belfort mm-hmm. is the real Jordan Belfort. Yeah. Uh, and here he is, that, that great salesman, Jordan Belfort, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's his uh, straight line, Jordan Belfort straight line. He walks out, and he's, uh, he's in a button-down white shirt, rolled-up sleeves, untucked, mm-hmm. tennis shoes, definitely not the suit-wearing yeah. Jordan Belfort. He has changed. Yeah. Um, and he, he gets up on stage, and he looks around, and he walks off, and the, the side view of him just stepping off the stage into step, the big step down and walking up to him and pulls a pen. He goes, "Sell me this pen," mm-hmm. um, and yeah. they can't do it. Yeah, uh, and they don't lead from there to what he does next, which might be interesting, but is unnecessary. Right. It's just that he's found people who want something. Right. Which is how to sell. Yeah. They want to know how to sell, and he can tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we leave it off at. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, pretty good one, huh? One of the best movies on your list. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now it's time to do one of the games we play here. Oh, uh, games. We're going to do the game called Weird Algorithm. Weird Algorithm. Um, whereas uh, Paul's going to quiz me on a movie, and I'm going to quiz him on a movie. We don't know what it is ahead of time. It's going to be a movie that we know we're both aware of and we're pretty aware of the cast. Yes. And normally when you look on the IMDb app, it'll list the cast in the order of billing. Uh, in this case, you can click on it and say sort by popularity. And it'll be how popular they are right now. Current popularity. For example, uh, if somebody, like for example, Ralph Macchio is now number one on The Outsiders because Cobra Kai Season Cobra 3 Kai, just yeah. came out. Yeah. When we did the game a few weeks ago, he was like number three or four. Now he's number one. So it's basically look at popularity. the cast of the outsiders popularity every couple of weeks. Oh yeah, let's see exactly. I thought you might. Yeah, I did it because our podcast episode came out. I'm like, oh yeah, I did say he'd be number one and he wasn't number one. So Paul, would you like to quiz me first? You I know? would. I, uh, right. in honor of Leo DiCaprio. All right. I'm not sure if you've seen this movie, but I know you're aware of it. Uh-huh. We are going to go with one of my all-time favorite movies. This is a top ten movie for me. It's probably the most recent movie uh-huh. that I would put in that category. And it is from Quentin Tarantino. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is, I think, my opinion is that it will go down in history as one of the top 10 movies of all time. Yeah. I think it's his best movie. I think this is the movie he's been working his entire career to make. Okay. Uh, I think all the movies he's made in the past has led up to this movie mm-hmm. and the language of filmmaking in this movie just to tell the story. Okay. But all right. uh, it's not on your list. It's right. too early. Yeah. Um, or maybe you didn't like it enough, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with weird algorithm for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, I'm going to say Leo DiCaprio. Okay. I'm going to say Quentin Tarantino. Uh-huh. I'm going to say Brad Pitt. Okay. I'm going to say Margot Robbie. All right. And I'm going to say... Mm, fuck. I'm going to say... Um, I was going to say, shit. I'm going to say, um, God, I can't think of his name right now. The guy, the guy from Justified. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Hmm. Are you thinking of Timothy? Oliphant? Yes, I'm going to say him. All right, so we're going to go with Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Pitt. Uh-huh. Mark Robbie, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Those are your five. All right. Number one, Leo 
Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to skip number two for a minute, right. which you did not get. Okay. Number three, Margot Robbie. Okay. Number four, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Number five, Quentin Tarantino. All right. You just mentioned Cobra Kai. Yeah. And how Ralph Macchio had popped up to the top on the yes. Outsiders. So also, thanks to Cobra Kai, popping into the second spot, having played Bounty Law Sheriff, Martin Cove. Oh, really? Yes. Jeez. So then he had a small part in the TV oh, show within the movie. Wow. But he was there. He was credited. And he has popped up, as I'm sure, Cobra Kai. Wow. When I saw the movie, I'd forgotten who he was. I knew his face, but I'd forgotten he was from I've liked Karate him Kid. for so long. Before Karate Kid, he was in the Kagi and Lacey, a show I liked a lot mm-hmm. on CBS way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like uh, the, the two women characters with the main leads. And he was like one of the two male detectives that were like secondary leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've known him liked him for a long time. Team of the yeah. Elephant comes in uh, seventh place after Dakota Fanning. Okay. And then rounding out the top 10 are Al Pacino, Margot, Margaret Qualley, uh-huh. and Kurt Russell. Bruce, Bruce Dern didn't make it? Uh, Bruce Dern. Uh, and we'll hear Tim Roth makes it above. Oh, uh, he's, he's seen he got cut. Mm-hmm. Damian Lewis, who played Steve McQueen, Maya Hawk, Luke Perry. Hmm. Was this? Oh, was that Luke Perry's last movie? I think it was, uh, uh, Bruce Dern was way down so. there, like nineteen. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, James Remar, Michael Madsen, Sheriff Hackett on Bounty Law, mm-hmm. Ugly Alhoud on Bounty Law. Uh, hmm. Okay, that's a good one, though. Um, well, speaking of uh, Quentin Tarantino, I was reading some of the uh, trivia, mm-hmm. and in Kill Bill Volume Two, mm-hmm. the girl crawls out of a grave. Because mm-hmm. you know she got buried in a grave. Yeah. And the grave she crawls out of was the wife of uh Christoph Waltz character from Django and Change. Really? And the dates were there and all that stuff, and he talks about his wife and her name. So this was what many years before Django and Change. Yeah. yeah. And there's the girl crawling out of the grave, and it's the grave of <laughs> this other character's wife. So he has all this stuff all in his head. Yeah. Uh crisscrossed all over. Yeah. What movie have for me? I have a movie, uh, I think you've heard of it, called Caddyshack. Oh, I love Caddyshack. Oh, wow. It's on my list. We have not done it yet, but yes. on my list. So what, who do you think is the uh, mm. currently most popular people from Caddyshack? Okay, okay. Who could be up there? It can be tricky. I think it could be. There could even be some dead people in there. Could be. There are several dead people in that movie. People in the movie are now currently dead. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, the big ones would be Chevy and Bill Murray. Okay. Uh was the kid, Michael? Uh, well, you know him. It's yeah. Michael O'Keefe. Michael O'Keefe. Okay. As long as you know who it is, the, the names don't have to be a complete secret. No. On this uh, game. The girl was. Uh, I can't remember. What the girl's name? Um, you talk about Michael O'Keefe's girlfriend? Uh, oh no no from Animal House. Uh, mm. No no the, the, the lead girl. Uh, Lacey Underall? Yeah, Lacey Underall. Cindy Morgan. Cindy Morgan. Mm -hmm. uh, Ted Knight was in it. Mm Ronnie Dangerfield. Mm -hmm. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. um, Scott Bio. No, no, not Scott Bio. No, 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 no. Was was it Jimmy Bio? No. No, 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 no. He looks like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Scott Columbia. Scott Columbia, yes. He was in a bunch of movies back then. Yeah. Okay, who else was in that that I might think? Uh, Dr. Beeper, no. (laughs) No, them. 
All right, so I have to go with some of the main characters. Probably a couple of goofballs that pop the top. Chevy Chase, Bill Murray. Uh, oh, wow. Some of the leads are, are dead and gone. I don't think they're doing anything else. Who else could be in there? Brian Dole Murray, I put it on there because um, he's still alive. I'll go with Michael O'Keefe because mm-hmm. he's still alive. Mm-hmm. And I'll go with Cindy Morgan. Okay. Uh, number one is Bill Murray. No mm-hmm. surprise. Number two is Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. No surprise, probably. Three is Brian Doyle Murray. Ah, got him. Number four is Michael O'Keefe. Ah, four to five. Number five is Sarah Holcomb. Oh, Maggie. Maggie Mag- O'Holligan. Yes, from Battle House. Maggie O'Holligan. Uh, you know, I, I felt I had to pick a female. I thought Cindy Morgan over her. I don't think I've seen her anything lately. But Me then I've seen Cindy Morgan anything lately. Either. Well, Cindy Morgan's number six. Ah, right there. So far. Riding Dangerfield, number seven. Scott Columbia, eight. And you have Doug Kenny. Ah, yes. Uh, Albert Salmi, which is uh, Danny's dad, I think. Ted Knight is in there next. And a lot of people in there after that are... Can you check on your list? Oh, yeah. We'll be watching it later on. Okay. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, so, it's time to talk about who's your guy in this movie. Um, <clears throat> wow. Uh, my guy is not a guy. My guy is the guys. The mm-hmm. gang. Mm-hmm. The buds. The salesmen. Uh, Ethan Suckley, uh, Henry Zabrowski, mm-hmm. Choi, all of them as a collective, I think they were wonderfully cast. They all did their part well. Mm-hmm. And they they sold the fact that these were a bunch of schmucks who learned how to sell whatever it was, whatever the cost, whatever any price someone else had to pay as long as they made money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would do it with ease, they would do it with gusto, mm-hmm. plenty of gusto, and lots of success. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like the gang. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Rob Reiner's character playing Mad Max. It's just he, he is smooth. he's great, he is just so making him, him being just being severely pissed off and just not understanding how to spend all his money. And I think this is the first movie he played a character in in like 11 years, really. Okay. Yeah, he yeah he's he's just great in this movie. It's great to see him anyway. But I wish he would act act more often. Cause, yeah, yeah. He was a new girl. He played uh, I think her dad or something. The TV show, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I did not know. Yeah, that. I think I think he played her dad. It's been a while. I used to watch it all the time. Huh? But you know, like in Friends, they had uh, Elliot Gould. Yeah. playing the dad. Yeah. They had a lot of uh, a lot of a uh, lot of good actors out there playing moms and dads of those six characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting to see them that they popped up. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, time to talk about the villains list. Uh, before we pick a villain for this movie, we have to go down the top ten current list at the bottom. Kaiser Soze from Mutual Suspects, Buddy from Baby Driver, The Thing from The Thing, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Brooktop from Snatch, Nino Brown from New Jack City, The Xenomorph from Alien, Nurse Ratchet from Cuckoo's Nest, Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, and Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. So who's the villain in this movie? Well, um, I think we I've talked enough about who I think the hero could be. And of right. course, in this movie, the hero is Jordan Belfort. Yeah. It's his story. Right. And therefore, who hinders his story arc the most? And mm-hmm. that is Denim. Yeah. The FBI agent. Yeah. He is the villain. Even though he is the good guy doing the right thing mm-hmm. and does it well, he is the villain in this story for Jordan Belfort. Mm-hmm. Um, but does he make the list? I know. 
No, no way. No, no, he's not evil. No. He's good. He's doing right. the right thing. Belfort is is the bad guy. It's just a reversal of yeah. stuff. It's the story that's being told is Belfort's, mm-hmm. and he's the hero of the story. And Denim's the villain, but he's nowhere near the list. Yeah, agreed. Uh, if you want to make an argument for anyone else, no. I'd have to put Jordan at the well, yeah, because he is his own worst enemy. Yeah, if this was Donnie's story, mm-hmm. he would be the villain from beginning to the end because he is not just his own worst enemy. He's a Stupid fuck. <laughs> yeah. But it's not his story. It's Jordan's story. Right, right. Um, yeah, I agree. And uh, so it's time to talk about the list. Where would this be on your list? This is a top 10 movie. Absolutely. 100%. This is so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen it all the way through in maybe six or seven years. Yeah. You know, it's just all fresh again. Like, oh, my God, this, this, that. I yeah. kind of remember this. That happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. I don't think I can watch it over and over again, back to back. But seeing it every couple of years and not remembering everything yeah. exactly the way it was mm-hmm. and seeing something new each time. Yeah. Top 10. Yeah. Uh, it's well-made. Everyone does such a good job. You talk about Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. DiCaprio does good. Uh, Jonah Hill's awesome. Mm-hmm. The gang. Yeah. Margot Robbie. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone hits it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think it is on my list? I think it's in your top 10 too. And I was looking at the list here. And actually, uh, I think um, besides the top 10, number 11 is open. So I'm looking at the top of your list here. Uh, top five, seven, eight, 11. I'm going to go with number 11, right? Little Baby Driver. All right. Um, sorry to disappoint you. <sighs> number 53. 53. Now, I will say that wow, watching it way, watching way it twice this week for the podcast, yeah. and, the, and when I do my rank it again, it's gonna, I think it's going to go way up. It really is. But mm, fifty three. I would not have put it that far down. I, I thought yeah. maybe in the top twenty. I would not have put it at fifty three. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's going to go up next time I make the ranking. But yeah, fifty three. So, um, you know, I think that we've talked about. Uh, we've we've done some uh, recap. We got another recap mm-hmm. coming up in a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. I think we also need to do other special things like, you know, at the end of it, did the list remain static? What's what changed? Yeah. What comes on? What goes off? Why? That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that's for later on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it's uh, time to talk about what didn't make the list. I'm going to say The Aviator, also a Scorsese DiCaprio movie. Uh, the subject matter, Howard Hughes. It's a fascinating subject matter too. I love that movie a lot. <laughs> just didn't, just didn't make the list. I can tell you, um, director actor combos like. DiCaprio, Scorsese, mm-hmm. they make some great movies. That's on the bottom of my list for those guys, okay. for that pairing. Um, and speaking of on the bottom of the list, the next movie we'll be doing our podcast okay. is at the bottom of the list, too. Okay. Um, but uh, they made such – I love Gangs of New York so much. Yeah. It was such a good movie. When I saw that, I was blown away by everyone in that. And DiCaprio mm-hmm. was younger than he, yeah. I loved his character. Mm-hmm. And every other movie they've really made together has just been so good. Yeah. Uh, Aviator? Yeah, no, not for me. Okay. Yeah. Not for me. All right. Um, and uh, I'm going to, it's okay with you. I'm going to skip plugs on this one because we're about okay. done. All right. But uh, so it's time to talk about uh, what we're doing next week on the podcast. Now, next week, pick out your best Angora sweater, uh, get advice from Orson Welles, and whatever you do, don't mention Boris Karloff. That's right. Next week, we're talking about the movie Ed Wood. On 100 Movies I Love. On 100 Movies That You Love. Yes. 
That's important. Mr. Hannum, you were able to do drugs during the day and then still function, still do your job. You know, how the fuck else would you do this job? Cocaine and hookers, my friend. Right. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I'm incredibly excited to be a part of your firm. I mean, uh, <laughs> you, the clients you have are absolutely... Fuck the clients. Your only responsibility is to put meat on the table. You got a girlfriend? I'm, I'm married. I have a wife. Her name's Teresa. She cuts hair. Congratulations. Thank you. Think about Teresa. Name of the game? Move the money from your client's pocket into your pocket. Right. But if you can make a client's money at the same time, it's advantageous to everyone. Correct? No. <laughs> Number one rule of Wall Street. Nobody... I don't care if you're Warren Buffett or if you're Jimmy Buffett. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in fucking circles. Least of all stockbrokers. Mm -hmm. right? It's all a fugazi. You know what a fugazi is? Well, fugazi. It's a fake. Yeah, fugazi, fugazi. It's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a fairy dust. It doesn't exist. It's never landed. It is no matter. It's not on the elemental chart. It, it's not fucking real. Right? All right. right. <laughs> Stay with me. Mm -hmm. We don't create shit. We don't build anything. No. So if you got a client <clears throat> who bought stock at eight mm -hmm. and it now sits at 16 and he's all fucking happy, he wants to cash in, liquidate, take his fucking money and run home, you don't let him do that. Okay. Because that would make it real. Right. No. What do you do? You get another brilliant idea, mm -hmm. a special idea, another situation, another stock to reinvest his earnings and then some. And he will every single time because mm -hmm. they're fucking addicted. And then you just keep doing this again and again and again. Meanwhile, he thinks he's getting shit rich, which he is on paper. Mm -hmm. But you and me, the brokers, right. we're taking home cold hard cash via commission, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> That's incredible, sir. I can't tell you how excited I am. You should be.